VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I hate that song. Oh, I bet. No, no, no. You can't play that, Taisha. You got to play a dog barking now instead of Belichick. Today's Friday. Got, no, got to play a dog barking because a dog apparently is making the picks for the New England Patriots here day two of the NFL draft. Welcome inside. It is the Jason Arf! Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. There's Belichick's dog. Arf! Arf! That's, a, that's a pretty good dog, actually. That dog may actually be making picks for the Bears as well. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. 
too soon, Mike? Uh, you know what? It's just because his <laughs> workspace looks like that of a serial killer from any film you may have ever watched or television show. I don't know if it's an episode of Criminal Minds every time they go back and show the Matt Nagy setup. Hey, happy birthday, coach. You screwed it up again. Uh, and you, you made yourself look like a psychopath on, on national television. Appreciate that. I just, I just like the well. First of all, with Belichick drafting and and you know seeing the videos and where the coaches are, we didn't really get a look at the Patriots yesterday. So we see Belichick drafting from a kitchen table and a table that looks like it was brand new in 1975. I mean, it looks like it's in good shape. Like it, it could be one of those great. things that well, like he went antiquing. Yeah, you can fetch a lot of money for it. I think it's one of those things where oh yeah, this table is uh, thirteen thousand dollars from 1975. <laughs> so it's a big thing. Uh, the table looks great, and then when they would cut in and show Belichick, who was not sitting at the table. His dog was there. Dog sitting up there looking at the computer. Maybe this is why the Patriots have been so good for so long. Belichick has a talking dog making all the picks, making all the decisions in free agency. I mean, that's a movie. We, we right. I was going to say, is this not a sitcom that we could get straight to series? I, I think so. I, 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 I think this could easily – people would say, sign me up for three seasons already. I mean, I mean, between the the house we had yesterday with Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick, I mean, they've got 24-hour programming easy uh, for the next several years, even if games never came back. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, look, Belichick clearly, as much as you think he doesn't care about stuff, this is a guy that knows about his image and clearly wants to always tell everybody and show everybody, look, I'm the smartest guy in the room. I can have a dog here. Ha ha, funny. I'm going to make a pick and I'm going to get up and walk away. Right? And that's it. I, I made the pick. I'm picking a Division two player. First pick after we trade away, after we, we trade away Tom or let Tom Brady go. Uh, and this is going to wind up being a big momentous moment. Is it going to be Jalen Hurts? Will it be a quarterback? And I draft a kid out of Division two and get up and walk away. Always wanting us to know that I am the smartest guy in the room. Don't worry. I am the smart. Well, my dog may be smarter than me, but I am the smartest guy in the room always. Well, that, but just the minimalist tonight look, has been Bill Belichick. Right? The minimalist look of it all. Here's a, a computer that they had to tape over uh, the word pa- Patriots because they didn't want the competitor to the technology and stuff uh, being shown. So he had to cover his MacBook uh, Apple icon <laughs> with a crude sign that just says Patriots on it. Uh, and, and he's got a very minimal setup, right? You don't have binders everywhere, multiple screens like you're day trading out of Gordon Gecko and Wall Street. No, here he is, simple at this little breakfast nook, he and his gorgeous dog. That dog was good looking dog. The dog probably talks. I'm sure the dog talks. If well, anybody I mean, in the world been, is a it's talking been dog, to beat it's going to be forever. Ruff! Can you can, can you talk louder, Bill? I can't hear you. You're mumbling too much. Let's just, just be quiet, and I'll just have to, 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 to louder, louder. Like, you know, I still I, I'm I'm a dog. My hearing is good, Bill, because I'm a dog, but it's not that good. All right, you got to talk a little bit louder for me. Here. Listen, why don't you let Brady go, deal with Stidham, and then trade the pick in the first round? All right. Ruff! Good. Very good. <laughs> well, you close in on a, on a screenshot of that, and he's throwing treats on on the keyboard, and whichever one the dog picks, that's the uh, pick they go with. 
right? No, so no, 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 no. They've gone I, to. No, no, no. I think it's completely. This is a super dog, and it's the first talking dog in the history of the world. And Belichick hasn't. That's exactly what Wouldn't it is. Surprise nothing me. else. Nothing else would explain twenty years of dominance outside of having the other teams plays. Nothing would explain twenty years of dominance like that unless it's a special talking dog that makes all the select, calls all the plays and everything else. See, you think Matt Patricia and Josh McDaniel? No, no, no. They are just there getting messages from the dog who's watching the game at home. Yeah, now you're going all Son of Sam theory and whatever. What's well, wrong with saying, you? What, why you got to go Son of Sam for Talking Dog? There's many a Talking Dogs that have been all over the place. There's Frank from the Men in Black series. I mean, there's all kinds of Talking Dogs. There's, no, but I, see, I now you're bringing in aliens, talk, man. What are you doing? Yeah, but you're going all the way to let's go back to a very serious, uh, you know, guy was killing people in the 70s. I'm like, whoa, 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 let's go. Let's have, let's have a nice, happy Friday conversation where a Talking Dog can just be a Talking Dog. I mean, I, don't, I forget if Clifford was a Talking Dog or not. Maybe Clifford. No, Clifford was just big. He didn't talk. You've got talking dogs on Disney Channel all the time now. Yeah, no, that's one of the great – they had dog with a blog for crying out late. Yeah, that's a – I mean, that's a – maybe it's the same dog. Dog had a blog and now making decisions for the Patriots. This is a superior breed of dog Mm. that that Belichick's running with. That is an expensive (laughs) dog. There's no question about it. And he's getting pure value with it. I mean, look at all those Super Bowl appearances. Well, yeah. I mean, Stu- a studded uh, diamond collar for every appearance. Yeah, in- instead of the ring shot with Brady, it's just what, you know, on, on the collar that the dog wears, it just gleams as he yeah. slobbers on it. Yeah, sorry, can't do anything about that. I'm a dog. I'm going to clean that up. Clean it up. Let's clean it up. Let's clean it up. Uh, so this is where we're at right now. Day two of the NFL draft, and there are no shortage of big storylines day two, which is, which is great because sometimes you get to day two – and it can be a pedestrian day because you can get picks that are, are generally players that you're not as familiar with and you're reliant on experts and analysts to tell you this is a good pick and this is where you get into the who had the best draft, who's done this, who's done this. But there are a myriad of storylines to get to and while we're still dealing with the fallout of Aaron Rodgers and you know how pissed off he is at the Packers after their pick last night. But clearly the moment of the day so far, the Philadelphia Eagles in the second round take Jalen Hurts quarterback Oklahoma this was a shocker Jalen Hurts was ticketed to potentially many teams the Patriots I thought the Patriots would wind up nabbing Jalen Hurts earlier in the day it was the Lions who were connected to Jalen Hurts that he was going to be the guy that maybe all right Matthew Stafford's got a couple more years and Jalen Hurts is going to take over that's what it's going to be and instead pick number 53 second round the Philadelphia Eagles take Jalen Hurts. Now, you can say, hey, Carson Wentz is the guy. He signed that big contract, and, and Jalen's someone. We Look, we need somebody, obviously, because, you know, Carson gets hurt, and we, you know, mm-hmm. Foles had to play, and we need somebody in there who can play, and let's get somebody new, right? Instead of worrying about bringing somebody back who's a, who's a retread or an all-star, we don't want to wind up saying, oh, we'll just put Ryan Fitzpatrick out there if something happens. No, you no, no. leave Nate Sudfeld alone. <laughs> you know, look, the, who closed the season for him last year? Josh McCown, all right? So, I mean, it's what, what are you, you going to do? So... What this is, is not a message to Carson Wentz. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of motivation for him, but look, this is a guy they already gave a lot of money to, and he was playing at MVP level three years ago. This is a pick. They can get out of Wentz's contract after 2021. Wentz had maturity issues. First couple of years of his career, a lot of players didn't like him. He has trouble staying on the field. If Wentz cannot bring the Eagles to the next level, Jalen Hurts can take over as long as he progresses 
after 2021. This isn't like we're the Packers and, hey, guess what, Aaron Rodgers? Here's our succession plan, and you're out after this year. This is more, well, you know what? Just in case. We absolutely need somebody else to step in at quarterback because we see what happens when, when Carson's not hurt and we don't have Nick Foles there. So that's our big thing. But if something happens, we can get out of Wentz's contract, and if Hurts progresses, he can be our guy, give him a couple years in the offense, and he can be our, he's the next-level player in the NFL, someone who is athletic, who is young, who is cheap, who is going to be able to make plays all over the field. He really stepped up and showed me a lot that last year at Oklahoma when he mm-hmm. wasn't a guy that made enough plays at Alabama. He went and made all of them with the Sooners. This is one of those, you know what, if it doesn't, here's our, here's our safety net and our parachute. And that's, that's exactly what this pick was. Not quite a warning, but more of a, hey, if it, if it motivates you, great. But this is, in case stuff doesn't work out, we want to move on. We can do it in a year and a half. Yeah, I think when you look at what hurts, hurts development uh, and ability to, to scramble, uh, ability to work the ball downfield. I mean, he, he showed, he checks all those boxes, and obviously he wins. He's been a winner uh, wherever wherever he's ended up and with whatever personnel. Learns quickly and gets after it. And Carson Wentz, as much as we love when he's on the field and, and things are clicking, this year they couldn't keep anybody on the field, right? They're down to their fifth, sixth wide receiver and begging people. You know, I was waiting for some of those legends, you know, uh, a Harold Carmichael or one of those guys to start getting back on the field as a receiver and running routes when it was all said and done because they had nobody left. So that that's one of these big questions. There, there's just certain teams that you always want to raise your hand up going, what's going on in the training room? Why are all these guys hurt? Why is is that something that you know that you're catching in the locker room, uh, and you know hamstring injuries start to pile up? But with with Carson Wentz, you're not paying him a lot of money uh, based on current quarterback contracts. I know it was a big deal when it was signed. So you look at where he's at. The cap hit is obviously pretty sizable these next couple of years. Uh, only 18 million in 2020, but then 34. Uh, in 2021 before that potential out. So Hertz progresses and you've got some speed receivers. The opportunity is there. Miles Sanders was was good value for them in last year's draft. He, he showed that he's ready to be a big player for them. They got rid of Jordan Howard. So now it, it becomes the question of, you know, can Carson Wentz stay on the field? It, it's good, good drama. You know, we were talking about Belichick. I tie him to the Rodgers situation uh, as we get back into that discussion later in the show but uh for the eagles you you need an insurance plan especially with a guy that's oft injured like carson wentz uh look that that's i mean whenever you take a quarterback now and you take one this early in the past you could blow it off as well we need a guy we need another guy right to back somebody up oh we got to get take brett hunt is brett huntley taking anybody's job in green bay no but hey let's get somebody because you never know if, if the injuries hit but now when you take a guy in the first and second round you are taking someone who you are expecting to start for you at some point and it may never get to the point for the because they'll be happy if carson went straightens up doesn't get hurt and plays great all right great then, then it doesn't matter but if not this is the most important thing we needed to do now now the eagles have made a couple of really crazy ass picks so far and Jalen Hurts is is out there with them with a team that you think hey let's get an influx of talent here at a couple positions we need to try to win but this is a big shocker because this tells you what they think of Carson Wentz as far as being a franchise quarterback it's not that Wentz has been really disappointing it's not that he's been 
utterly phenomenal. It's just kind of been an odd fit, and and the Eagles know that the team played better under Nick Foles than they played under Carson Wentz, which is weird, and if you can't explain it, it doesn't matter. It's just the Eagles, whether it's they like the guy, don't like him as much as they like other quarterbacks, but it doesn't matter. The team just doesn't play as well under Wentz as they did under Nick Foles, so this is, let's do something, let's cover that. What happens if Carson gets hurt? What happens if something if something outside of the realm of what we're thinking occurs? What if an outside-the-box event happens, something that we're not counting on, and we need somebody else to play quarterback? Jalen Hurts is really talented. Let's go get him. And maybe if Carson is just okay for the next two years, well, we get out of the other $20 million we're paying him for the three years after that, and Jalen Hurts becomes our guy, and guess what? He's got two years of being really cheap before we have to pay him, and then we can move on from there. I mean, that that's the Eagles saying, hey, the future could be here for Jalen Hurts. This is not, hey, we got a backup and Carson's still our guy. Well, no, hey, but you always have to have the insurance card. I mean, that we go back to, you know, the, the Packers situation of last night is you, you draft Jordan Love and it's easy easy to say, wow, he, you're going to have an angry Aaron Rodgers. Well, remember when Aaron Rodgers got hurt a couple of years ago when you had a pretty good team around him? You realize that you needed someone who was functional at the quarterback position mm-hmm. to keep moving things. With Nick Foles, always a guy that would play well in spurts, but for the long haul was a question mark, and things came together for that Eagles squad, and, and they end up building a statue of the man. So you, you look at it from that perspective of, all right, we like what we, we have in Carson Wentz, but we don't know how often we have it from Carson Wentz. So why not go, and if we got Jalen Hurts rated that much more and better than these other quarterback options, pull the trigger now. You want to be – it's the Belichick and his dog. I'm going to give the dog credit for this. You want to be a year earlier than a year later, right, especially with a guy who's got injury issues. And I think that's part of the thing with Rodgers as well, with a couple of collarbone injuries in the past. And some would argue that he's not the same you know, gunslinger and downfield threat that he once was. Same thing here where you're just looking at injury histories and checking boxes going, all right, let's prepare for our future because otherwise it's going to come up and bite us in the ass. Just like that dog would if I let him. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. Happy Friday as we get to day two of the NFL draft in the middle of the third round right now. We'll continue to bring you all the big picks. Coming up next, we'll get into Aaron Rodgers the day after. Plus, I'll give you my favorite pick of the second round so far. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, this is Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! 
and even checkouts not until four so because the american express platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants elevated experiences at live events and 4 p.m late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpresscom express.com with amex terms apply witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Fox Sports Radio, happy Zima party Friday night. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios. There's Bill Belichick's dog. Hey, um, Bill Belichick's dog, I got a question for you. Um, what do you call the thing on top of the house? Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you only have to say it once. Uh, who's the greatest baseball player that ever lived? Okay. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, what's that? candy bar that is chocolate and peanuts and nougat it's a baby right okay good well who's that character from ozark that i like with the blonde hair uh he's a lot right ruth right yes Ah, i keep forgetting yes forgetting her name 
All right. Hey, who is that famous comedian from the 70s? A woman. She did commercials for uh, uh, a soft drink. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, last name was Buzzy. Ruff. Yes, Ruff. Ruth Bu- yes, yes, that's right. Okay, got B-U-double-Z-I. it now. double Z. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, very good. Uh, hey, you know, I read a book a couple years ago. It was really good. She writes a lot of good mysteries. It was called Drowning. Oh, what was that? What, drowning, what was it, Bill Belichick? Ruff. Oh, Ruff. Drowning Ruth, right. No, it's just one. I think it's just one. Ruff. No, it's just one. I think it's okay. Um, boy, we got a smart dog here, Mike Harmon. No, that's pretty good. I mean, smart it's, it's going to work really well in balance as I have a shot for every <laughs> tight end currently on the Bears roster. Oh, you know, we're going to get to just what the hell your team is doing coming <laughs> up in about 20 minutes because really this is just – I mean, this is how to get fired 101 yeah, you know, by the me. Chicago Bears. Well, we uh, also have to talk about his draft setup a little more elaborately because uh, Matt Nagy on his birthday – uh, not a good look. Yeah, no, 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 not a good look. A little, uh, little scared. We are sitting uh, just around the midway point of the third round of the NFL draft. Still a few picks to go. We're on pick 78. Falcons are on the clock, followed by the Jets and the Raiders for two. Uh, and then we finish at pick number 106, which will be the Ravens. As we're breaking down everything we've seen so far tonight, there's so many storylines to get to, so many players that bring intriguing things. And look, we went over Jalen Hurts and, and what that means for Carson Wentz a few minutes ago. This is one of those, hey, don't write it down in stone that Carson Wentz is going to be that quarterback in Philadelphia for the rest of his career. There's an out after 2021, and if he has not progressed to be that quarterback, Jalen Hurts would be the next guy up, and they got him. You get a guy in the second round thinking he's going to see the field for you. You don't draft a quarterback in round one, round two, thinking, well, he'll be a back. No, you're drafting a guy there thinking at some point he is going to see the field. When you're looking for a guy who could be a backup, that's you get in the fourth and the fifth round. You're drafting a guy in two because you think he can get on the field. Um, but that's where we're sitting right now with that story. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. It is the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Now, during the draft, we recognize the best, and Lowe's is recognizing associates who have stepped up in major ways during the pandemic. Join all of us in the Fox Sports Radio family as we thank all of the Lowe's Red Vest associates and everything they're doing to support their communities. My favorite pick in the second round, and I'm, I'm going to shock you, it's not going to be a Jets pick, right? I'm not going to tell you, even though I do like the Jets pick in the second round because okay. trading no, down is... and getting Denzel. I mean, look, this is no matter who you are. This is not me being Jets guy, but trading down and still getting Denzel Mims, who's a big game breaker out of Baylor at no. 58, was awesome because you got, you got a, another third round pick tonight that's fantastic, and you're able to get your guy and move down. Look at the Jets doing things right. I mean, I didn't, yeah, th- no, didn't I think, think you'd see that. I think it's the kids' influence. Nah. I think it's having the kids in the office with him. I think that's helping Adam Gase. Uh, maybe. Because he, he's, he's not so, you know, laser-focused on the draft. It's like, stop asking to play the Xbox. Stop. And, and finally just says, all right, and just blurts out a name instead of, you know, being fully concentrated. I think this is good. The distraction, I think, helps. So when you're looking at the uh, – you want value, obviously, but now the second round, things have changed in the NFL draft where you now want a second-round pick to be what your first-round pick used to be. Like when you get somebody in the first round, it was always, hey, we want a guy that's going to start for a few years mm-hmm. that can develop in one of the cornerstones of our franchise. That's what you – that used to be the first – now your first-round pick is we want someone who's going to be a stud. You know, maybe not all pro, but someone who's going to be up at the top level of their positions for the next five or six years uh, until we make a decision and they they hit free agency. So now that's the first round. The second round is we want a guy that's going to be here for four or five years and be a starter and be a 
good starter. You know, it doesn't need to be someone who hits a Pro Bowl, but he needs to be a really good starter for us. This is how you build championship teams. And I, I love the first pick of the second round because I like Michael Pittman. I like the Indianapolis Colts getting Phillip Rivers potentially Andrew Luck when he returns. I like them getting <laughs> Phillip Rivers weapons because they got Pittman, then went out and got a running back a few picks later, and Jonathan Taylor. So they're doing the right things and getting offensive weapons for Phillip Rivers. But I love the pick, and you know I like this guy. I was hoping he would fall to the Jets, but LaVisca Chanel is a game breaker. This kid at Colorado, all, the only things that he's had to worry about has been injuries and playing on a team that's not very good. But Damn. this kid is so good. He's so good after the ball. The guy is a beast. And I've seen it, seen him play a ton of games. You know, he's 6'1". He's 227 as a rookie. He's going to put on more weight. He is fantastic. When he gets the ball in his hands, that's when suddenly he turns into a yak guy. And I was really hoping he would wind up being someone the Jets it would fault him. Oh, hopefully, hopefully. And then the Jaguars snap him up in the second round. But I absolutely love, love, love this pick. He's a guy I've had my eye on for like almost a year. Going when he hits the draft, he's going to show everybody how good he is. You know, he's yeah, not quite he, Percy Harvin, but he's going to show with, with that like, hey, what you put him on a different different parts of the field and do really well, like like the. Minnesota did with Harvin early on in his career, and then Seattle tried to do. But that's the same thing with Chanel. You're going to put him in different parts of the field. He is fantastic. I love this kid. Well, that was a guy we talked about a lot, and we might have been some of the uh, the few to see him, uh, Pac-12 and injured and everything else. So uh, not a lot of visibility going on there except for highlight reels uh, on a Saturday. I, I think where my eye turns is to, well, right where we are in Los Angeles, the Rams at 52, able to get Cam Akers out of Florida State to come in and become that guy. Whether Daryl Henderson really becomes a, a bigger part or not, he had his opportunity last year, uh, and he had some fumbling issues that opened the door. You know, here you got Akers, 1,000-yard guy, 14 touchdowns, is able to put it between them. And they had a bad season, and he was still putting up numbers and still able to carry them as best uh, as he could. So I, I'm looking at that one kind of stands out to me, Tampa getting – uh, and Antoine Whitfield Jr., which really kind of makes me sad that you've got Antoine Winfield's kid is already. Uh, an I NFL still player. I still remember, and I I still remember when he he dissed the Jets, his dad, when he was supposed to sign his yeah. wife. Now, you know, Winfield's mom was walking around. He was in his mid twenties. He was the Jets were going to get him, and he was hit free agency. I'm like, oh, we're going to get Winfield. It's going to be awesome. And his wife was walking around wearing a Jets jersey, a Winfield Jets jersey, and he was going to sign. And then Minnesota called him and said, just come see us. Get on a plane. Get on a plane. Get on a plane. The Jets couldn't keep him. He gets on a plane to Minnesota, and the next day he signs with Minnesota. And I'm like, oh, come on, man, really? He got out of the building, man. Oh. That was it. Oh. Didn't lock the doors, didn't, you know, jam a, a chair under the lock to make sure and uh, that he could, couldn't get out. But, yeah, I mean, you get your offensive lineman that falls into their lap yesterday, the Rob Gronkowski acquisition, and now Winfield Jr. to help that already budding defense. So give a little bit of love. If nothing else, I wanted to just needle you. Even if Tom Brady's not your nemesis anymore, <laughs> he's always in your head. 
<laughs> Twitter at about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome again. We're in the middle of the third round right now. When big names come off the board, uh, we will update you again. Still a little over half the third round left to go. And uh, so far in the third round, we are at pick 80. Uh, the Raiders up now for a double dose of picks. No matter what, the Raiders will just take the fastest guy there. I mean, that's at this point. That, I mean, listen, that's we don't it. care positioned, whatever. Who are the two fastest guys left? Great. Give me both of them. Awesome. We got Which it. quarterback we'll go. had the best 40? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of quarterbacks, coming up next, if you thought the Tom Brady victory world tour in this past offseason was a big storyline, well, wait till we tell you what's going to happen when it's the Aaron Rodgers world tour to find a new team after this year, because that's where we're headed after what happened last night. That's coming up in 90. But first, let's find out what's trending from special delivery. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Apparently the Raiders are just going to draft receivers with every draft pick for the rest of time. Speed, 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 baby. Uh, Lynn Bowden out of Kentucky. Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. They took Henry Ruggs in the first round. I'm not feeling good if I'm a Raiders wide receiver and I was already on the team. I'm like, oh, these these guys are all coming to take my job. I'm not feeling good right now. Well, I I like uh, with with Bowden. Did he run the 40? No. He's just fast. (laughs) He didn't run it at the combine. You you don't need to know. Watch that game type. Nope. What the Raiders do. Who's the fastest guy out? Let's just take him. Don't matter. Uh, well, no, no defense. Let's just play 45, you know, 42 <laughs> games. I like it. Can we put our wide receivers at defensive back? We can do that, right? Because I've seen it then in high school many times. <laughs> uh, have you heard what our friends at Lowe's have been doing during draft week? Lowe's has been sharing the stories of Red Vest associates who are stepping up during the crisis. Our heartfelt thanks to all the Lowe's Red Vests and everything they're doing to support their communities when it's been needed most. You hear us uh, all over the place here on Fox Sports Radio talking about specific employees. Lowe's doing a lot of great great things uh, as we sit now uh, as we get back to the we get towards the back half of the third round Terrell Lewis just taken by the Rams outside linebacker out of Alabama at number 84 the Colts are up now the Bears did something today Mike Harmon which I, I really I really want to know what's going on here because this this is not one of those boy I could do something better than somebody else does with no Experience, which, you know, I could do many of those things, but maybe being Bears GM, I can because the Bears decide in the draft tonight to take another tight end. They now have 10 tight ends on their roster. And that's not an exaggeration. It's like, oh, my God, they got like 10 tight ends. No, they have 10 tight ends on their roster right now. They have so many positions of need. Let's take a tight end in the second round. When oh by the way, what was their big offseason acquisition, Mike Carmen? I forget. Can you remind me? I forget who did they get a lot of money on who, who'd they old get? Jimmy Graham. Oh, that's right. And and I forget. You know what? I forget. My memory's not what position does he play again? I forget. Uh, I, he I, tries I, to play tight end. Oh, he that's right. He's a tight end. Ben Broniker, Gary and Clark, <laughs> Demetrius Harris, JP Holtz. <laughs> Jesper Horsett, Dax Raymond, good name, Eric Saubert, and uh, former second-round pick Adam Shaheen, who caught the ball as effectively as I did in the studio. Mm. So Cole Komet <laughs> is a Notre Dame kid, so obviously everybody's excited. He's near nearby, and they got to watch him play on Saturdays, et cetera, et cetera. It's almost like they feel like every year they have to bow down to the altar of Mike Ditka. Hall of Fame tight end and say, all right, we're going to draft one because someday we're going to have one that's as good as you, Iron Mike. Uh, yeah, between that and the serial killer setup that Matt Nagy, happy birthday, coach, mm. uh, that he had with all those names of quarterbacks and 
just a weird-looking wall. I'll tweet out a picture of it. Uh, just not the best look for the Bears. And, and I think they followed the one-in, one-out process, too, Smith, is that they let uh, Trey Burton go after his useless year this past year. Yeah. So they had to draft a new guy to replace him. Uh, you know, I I really, I mean, I, I'm, I'm being really honest here, Mike. I, I don't know how you're Ryan Pace, you're Matt Nag, you come out of this with people thinking you know how to do your job. I, I don't see how people can walk around saying, oh, yeah, I trust the process here. A 10 no, I, tight I defended ends. it. Look, I defended it in 2017. Ends. Yeah. Defended it in 17 when you say, okay, we're going to go get Trubisky. That's our guy. You know what? If, if that's the player you decided you needed, much like, I, I guess, to the same level with Jordan Love yesterday, if that's the guy you decided you like enough to, that he could eventually be your guy, have at it. And with Trubisky, you look for the positives and you keep waiting for them to build around. Well, they did him and Nick Foles no favors. By by drafting another tight end, and maybe he's the best of the ten. Well, you just wasted nine million dollars then, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the only that's the biggest problem is you go and that's your big spend this off season is to bring in Jimmy Graham, two years, uh, what was it like twenty million bucks, whatever, and and can work out to a one year nine million dollar deal. If that's your big acquisition to try to bolster your offense. Why the hell are you then drafting another tight end? Are we going to a four tight end set? I don't think legally you can put too many of them out there. Even in goal line. All right, what are we going? Jumbo package. Two tight ends in the backfield, two lined up, and then two, you know, near side. What are we doing? And how many, how many, uh, how many kickers did they have last year? Shut up. How many kickers did they have at one point dur- during the spring and summer? Was it six? They, no, they got, six they got the to a full point? competition of eight. They had they had eight. They had eight. I mean, yeah. this. I mean, I, I really. How can you walk around as a Bears fan and go, "Yeah, my guys know what they're doing." Well, what's they funny know though, what doing. as we've talked about with the last dance, and we'll talk about it some more coming out of this weekend, I'm sure, is in Chicago they are fiercely loyal to people in their organizations that are loyal to them. The Bears and the McCaskies are no exception. They are the same as Reinsdorf was with Kraus and the other executives, what he did. I mean, Kenny Williams, did he get fired? Nope. You got us to a World Series. You know what? You get another job. No matter how inept and crazy your moves are after that World Series, you get to keep a job and you move up in the organization. Bulls did it with John Paxson. With the Bears, these guys get to run amok for years. Really? How can you tell me you know what they're doing? That's absolutely insane. I'm glad I'm not a Bears fan. More from the draft coming up next, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We are live from the Geico Studios, and we are in the last third of the NFL draft tonight as we are at pick 88 in the third round. We'll go all the way up to pick number 106, 42nd pick of the third round. When you talk about compensatory picks, the Ravens will make that to close the draft out. And many fun storylines to get to, many players being chosen that scratch your head going, my goodness, is this really going to happen? But before we get to that, and yes, I'm looking at you, Jalen Hurts, and you, Jordan Love, and you, Green Bay Packers, The ratings for the draft last night have come in. And and you Mm -hmm. and I, Mike, talked about this uh, the night before. And I said, if I put the over-under for viewers at 20 million, would you take the over or the under? And we both said, boy, we take the over. Just because of the combination of 
we're all in quarantine. It's the first real sporting event in a long time. And look, the NFL draft is big as it is on the calendar. Now you have a night where everybody is at home watching. No one's out watching at a bar. No one's having draft parties. It's, it's, it's going to get to 20 million. And boy, were we close. 15.6 million people were the average number for the NFL draft. Highest rated draft in history. The most viewers they got they peaked at 19.7 so million close. we were so close to that i want to recount over oh 19.7 million people at the highest point watching the first round of the nfl draft last night and let's face it this wasn't an nfl draft that was filled with star power of recent drafts i mean really what what, what were the storylines going into the nfl draft what the draft was going to look like on mm-hmm. television, and where was Tua going to go? Right, that was it. Those are the two storylines. Every other storyline bounces off. Well, where are the wide receivers going to be, and what about Justin Herbert? You know, those are all the ancillary storylines. The big branches off the tree, but the main tree was made up of just what the hell are we going to see on TV, and where is Tua going to go? That was it. But the but but clearly the how this draft was going to look and what it was going to look like that trumped everything because all football fans are always going to tune in, right? That's built in. You're watching the draft or you're not you're not well maybe i'll get the draft another time no you're either watching it or not these were the eyeballs of people that have never seen the draft before that i said well i gotta watch this because i gotta see what this looks like now and we got 15 and a half million people at its highest point 19.7 uh this is really something and it was what we thought it was going to be for the draft and quite honestly with now a day to look back at it, the draft didn't seem that weird. It didn't seem like what we watched on TV was something that we really had a tough time wrapping our heads around. We have seen for the past month and a half new shows and people on TV doing their shows from home, from a studio in their house by themselves. We had seen this, so it wasn't something that was so jarring to us. We've seen the beauty shots of Vegas with no one there. Well, you know what? Every city we've seen, we've seen nobody there. So it wasn't as jarring as we thought it was going to be, but still the interest level in what was it actually go because the unknown factor that pushed this up to where the numbers are that's clearly what it was yeah I mean there, there's just so much to it I mean we had a number of quarterbacks so a lot of prop bets on the over under of how many of them would go in in on day one I think that's the other angle of this is people had action on it <laughs> I mean there were a lot of prop bets and and parlays and other things I know uh was talking uh with Bernie Fratto our buddy straight out of Vegas uh Saturday nights part of part of that uh family uh if you got the the top three right because there were no trades right it went straight according mm-hmm. to the book that paid out at plus 250 that's pretty good return mm-hmm. based on just oh, yeah. picking chalk, mm-hmm. right? Based on, all right, best players, here's where they're going and moving on. So I, I think that's another angle to it, you know, not to, to get into the downer and not to take away from anybody's individual story of how they got to the draft. The number of murder and death and other long stories and montages, uh, I think that's really the only downer. I mean, it's a reality and it's, it's always part of the draft. I don't know if it's because I'm just sitting here by myself watching it that maybe it resonated a little bit more just given what the news is on a day-to-day basis. Not that you should change that, could change that. It's just observational of, you know, it, maybe it just hit me a little differently. I mean, we've been dealing with stuff, you know, in our friends, families, our coworkers. I mean, everybody's had, you know, something this, this past month, it seems. So maybe, maybe that just struck me. But the draft itself, it's the technological 
glitches and problems everybody was waiting for didn't happen. Roger Goodell showed up for the second day. Right? He's mm. normally gone. He's not sure. there. Sure. Right? Or at least he's not front and center. Right? He still gets his they get their picture if they're at, at you know, whatever whatever event and whatever city. But normally, you know, someone else is, is doing some of the dirty work here. And now other than just changing into his slide over baby hour clothes between somewhere in these picks like he did yesterday, that had people really upset was he went from the suit coat to the uh, <laughs> sweater vest, you know, almost like he was going to light a nice fire and, and have a nice brandy while he was sitting talking to you. Fireside chats with Roger Goodell. Uh, otherwise, I mean, you're getting the highlights, you're getting the reaction, you're getting the instant analysis just like you would anywhere else. The only thing you don't have is 600,000 people in, in local bars and running amok in the streets. It's now- okay. Now, before we go on, you, you said something talking about the Ohio State players who were drafted one, two, three last night. And at one point, uh, you saw the stat that was flashed up there. NFL Network had it. So did ESPN that Joe Burrow and Chase Young and Jeff Okuda all were teammates at Ohio State in 2017. Now, Burrow obviously went on to move on to LSU. Chase Young State became a superstar. He's taken second. Okuda taken third overall. So far in the draft, we are in the middle of the third round, and Ohio State has had six players chosen already. All right? Most recently, Jonah Jackson going to the Lions uh, in the middle of the third round. They have had six players chosen already, but think about that at the top of the draft there. The top three picks were all part of Ohio State's team in 2017. So I just want to let all Michigan fans know, because I live with one who's going to come in and and hit me over the head with a frying pan uh, after I say this, but for all the Michigan fans, who want to sit here and say, why can't we compete with Ohio State? We should be competing with Ohio State. We shouldn't be losing 15 out of 16 years. Why isn't Harbaugh doing any better? Well, I should now you know why you can't beat Ohio State, and you know why Ohio State continues to drub you. When, you. when you can have recruiting classes where you can say, hey, three guys who were on the team three years ago are going one, two, three yeah. in the draft, that's not just a blip. Ohio State does things better. They recruit and develop players at a different level than just about any other team in college football outside of Alabama, LSU, a couple of teams, and when USC gets hot sometimes at, you know, on the West Coast, that's it. That's it. Nobody else does it. Ohio State is doing it as good as anybody has ever done it. This ain't a blip. This is just the reality. Ohio State are the big bad beast. And Michigan, if you win nine or ten games, that's a successful season. That, that I've, I've said it for a long time and then had this stolen by Mike Greenberg. I had said this for a long time that Michigan never had this tradition of winning. You know, They won the championship in 1997. It was the first time they had won in 50 years now are they college football blue bloods of course they are but suddenly they won and it was well now we should be winning championship no a lot of the big wins michigan's had over ohio state has been years where michigan's not very good but hey they rise up when ohio state's second in the country and they somehow beat them but that hasn't happened now in almost 20 years 20 years jim trestle said this isn't happening anymore and it didn't happen. Then Urban Meyer showed up. It didn't happen. Now it doesn't matter. Ohio State recruits and develops better than Michigan. They do everything better than Michigan does. It's not really a rivalry. This is a rivalry in name only at this point. This is just because, hey, it's been a rivalry for so long. You know, we talk about it. But it's not really. This is, this is how good Ohio State is. Where were the, Look at the draft last night. What three cities were the draft ratings highest in? Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati. Where are all they? Ohio. 
I mean, it, it, Ohio is a hotbed, and Ohio State University is the hotbed of college football, and I'll put them up against Alabama and LSU with what they're putting out there now because that's the level they're at. Ohio State is just that much. It's, it's if Alabama went and jumped into the Big Ten, everybody would say all the schools, Wisconsin and Michigan and Penn State, they would all say, oh, how are we going to compete, man? Nick Saban's here in the Big Ten, and now he's going to be recruiting like crazy. No, you have that. You have Ohio State in the Big Ten. That's, that's the reality of the, However you don't want to see it, that's the reality for the Big Ten right now with that. Although they're big, the beast on the block. You've got to go try to figure it out. Obviously, Penn State's had some success. Michigan always compared to it. And we, we, you and I have chronicled this for what? We're in year seven of our show. I mean, that is the same thing. I love Roger Goodell is now just sitting, chilling, like he's going to fall asleep in this big, comfy chair in his, in his basement here. Uh, note, to this point, the SEC, you've got... 18 picks between LSU and Alabama. So when we're talking about, you know, the the big kids on the block, I mean, look at that percentage of the draft, man. That is mm. that is just frightening. And then the add the Ohio State numbers, and now uh, what you and I will be chronicling for the rest of the night. Bill Bill O'Brien has all the power in Houston. He was just on the screen seemingly cursing somebody out before walking <laughs> off camera. Wait a minute. You're so, giving Deshaun Watson that long contract extension? That means he's going to be here long. Oh, man. Now well, I can't trade well, him. I mean, they gave Tunsil his $22 million a year, man. <laughs> so, I mean, he got some craziness going on there. And now the Patriots were just back on the, the clock. But to your point, I mean, that's three teams that have just dominated this draft and set the standard for what everybody else is chasing. Uh, across college football. So when you ask why your team can't do it, and you did it beautifully there with the Michigan Wolverines, you just look and and watch the show like now. I mean, you're you're watching it. Every other pick is like, where's that guy from? Alabama. Where's that guy? Well, he was in LSU for two years, and then he transferred somewhere else. Why? Because they had someone bigger and stronger than him. So it's it's really just a ridiculous uh, wealth of wealth for these teams uh, as you roll through. And for the the Ohio State, that's a that trifecta off the board. I mean, you could recruit on that for years. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it. With their free same-day pickup, you can place your order online, grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in-store or curbside. If you have a job that can wait until tomorrow, AutoZone offers free next-day delivery on orders over 35 bucks. Just order by 10 p.m. At AutoZone, free next-day delivery available on over 100,000 parts. So visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. You know, one other thing to get to as we're watching picks fly off the board now here Mm -hmm. as we get to the close of the third round is for all the quarterbacks that have heard their name called, and we're going to get into a big way, Jordan Love and Jalen Hurts in a few minutes on the show. One name we haven't heard is Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm has not been selected. Jake Fromm came out after his junior year at Georgia, the worst of his three years, and he is still waiting to be chosen. At this point, clearly, no team sees him as anything other than a curiosity. And I, I, I look back and I go, why did Jake Fromm leave again? Why did he leave again? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't get it. Nothing happened. It's not like, boy, there's nothing else I can do here. I got to go to the NFL. You know, it's not like there's nothing else I could work on. Fromm did not have a big year. And I know we've talked about him for a long time, that, oh, as good as he was as a freshman, nearly winning the national championship, he's been on our radar. But I don't know why 
he went, I don't know what kind of advice he got. I'm going to go out in the draft now. Because now he's a knockaround guy. Now he's someone that who knows when he gets chosen. You know, you, you got to go in the first couple rounds. Now it's, you're going to get to the end of the third round, and Jake Fromm's probably not going to hear his name called. Yeah, and I, 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 don't, I don't understand what went into that decision. I mean, I know that, look, was it a disappointing year? Yeah, did he probably, you know, not get the love that he got from the fan base? Sure, but I, I, at the same point, I don't think Georgia was kicking him out. This is a guy that's won, won 35 games in three years at Georgia. I don't know why he came out. I really don't. It's the, the curiosity, right, when you start looking at uh, what, what's in the cupboard for Georgia. Jamie Newman, graduate transfer is going to be the guy the other is uh, Jacob Eason right two guys that you're you're looking at going wow uh what happens here <laughs> so just some uh curiosities in the draft but the we've got sad uh, Jake Fromm at this point they're going to go to the couch and he's not even going to be sitting there anymore yeah I saw him Bill sitting Belichick's on the couch dog. you know he looks like when you sit in the couch from far away he looked like Chris Pine a little bit like oh. it was a Star Trek movie is going to happen now or, or well, you know, Chris Wonder Pine, Woman they're, they're making him, they're putting him in charge of every franchise that's ever been. It's either him or Pratt. Yeah, that's it. You got yeah, exactly. I, I'd rather see Chris Pratt. I'm not as big a Chris Pine fan as I'm a Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is much more fun, and Chris Pine is just kind of I'm going to give you a smoldering stare and say something that's kind of like John Gruden. I mean that that's kind of what that's kind of what Chris Pine is to me. Wow, you drifted into your John Gruden. If they were making a movie of the young John Gruden's life, then Chris Chris Pine could definitely play John Gruden. Seems like we'll have could. to do that at yeah. some point, won't we? <laughs> that we have to figure out why um, Sean McVay and Cliff Kingsbury have the same weird grid. Like, what are they waiting for? Is there an alien going to land there? You know, or no, 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 that, no. That I, same landscaping. You know what? It, I, it came to me last night. What? What exactly? What? Cliff Kingsbury's house looked like in the famous picture of him, you know, with all the, the manicured lawn and the, and the different sections out no, with, with the mountains in the background. Yeah, his Tinder what it looked profile like. pick, yeah. Yeah, no, you know, what it looked like, what, and I said last night, it looks like the house where Dustin finds the wrong set of stairs and winds up in a lab <laughs> and Steve has to go rescue him from the Demogorgon. No, what it looks like is like a scene from X-Men where it's just somebody watching TV in their house and from <laughs> under the ground outside, like a spaceship comes out. <laughs> and the X-Men come out through it, and they go to fight somebody. That's what oh, that like looked that. like. And yeah. he just looks out the window and goes, wow. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's in it just a cameo to go, wow. And then that's what, that's what it was. But that, it's like, that's what I that shot I paid a premium like. for that landscaping. I had no idea. <laughs> Twitter and how about a fresca, Mike and Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. How fast until Jordan Love becomes a starting quarterback in Green Bay? What about Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia? All that and more coming up next. Keep it right here. Happy Friday, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. If you heard what our friends at Lowe's have been doing during draft week, Lowe's has been sharing the stories of Red Vest associates who are stepping up during the crisis. A heartfelt thanks to all of the Lowe's Red Vests, everything they're doing to support their communities when it's needed the most. So with a few picks left to go in the third round, we sit at pick number 94 right now. There will be 106 picks overall. We had big quarterback drama day one when the Packers selected Jordan Love. Congratulations, Aaron Rodgers. And we had big quarterback drama day two, where the Eagles selected Jalen Hurts. Congratulations, Carson Wentz. Joining us now on the hotline, He is a Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, at least for now. He is the editor-in-chief at fansided.com. He is a longtime Pro Football Insider. He is someone who was on a crusade to keep Drew Pearson out of the Hall of Fame and to also kick Roger Stahl back out. It is friend of the show, Jason Cole. Jay Cole, what's happening? 
it's been a little bit difficult with Drew and Roger this week because uh-huh. I'm on assignment at the uh, on Jerry Jones's boat. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> that draft. must be tough. Yeah, I, I'm trying not to talk about Drew and Roger. Can you come tell me how to unmute my phone? I'm trying to call in a pick. Uh, can you, I don't know how to do it. I, look, I haven't dialed a phone since 1986. I have somebody do it for me. So, uh, yeah, Cole, can yeah. you come over here they and do that? Six, they have six phones going at once for Jerry <laughs> to make the pick. <laughs> <laughs> What, what do you mean? Is this one working? Is this one? I got I, We got them all on. All right. Tell Roger what I'm doing. Wait a minute. The lamb kids got two phones. Well, I got six, so that's okay. It's going to work out all right. Uh, so, so far, look, the first thing I want to say is this. The draft hasn't looked that weird. You know, while, you know, not knowing what to expect, here's, you know, it could get hacked in. We're going to wind up seeing all kinds of craziness. And I kind of got used to everything really quick, and it's kind of just been the NFL draft for the past couple of nights. Shocking, isn't it, that yeah. they just pick players and you get it in here and you talk about them. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, really, it's, it's an amazing thing. Like, and, 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 and really, like, it's just a giant Zoom meeting. And, <laughs> you know, like, I've done this, or a conference call, like, I've been doing this stuff for years on, like, my fantasy baseball drafts. Didn't think it was going to be that hard. Like, <laughs> like, what, you know, like, did they, did they think that, like, this was impossible or something like that in, in the age of modern technology? And, again, Jerry Jones has six phones. I've witnessed this. I'm on the boat right now. <laughs> and so you, you can communicate in this day and age. It's an amazing thing. You can, like, talk into a computer. You can talk into a phone. You can have, like, you can have carrier bees. You know, like, you know, the, the, the cowboy bees can carry the message all the way to Roger in New York. It's, it's stunning what it can happen. <laughs> Madness, I tell you. But Jerry and his, his team, uh, whether he's picked up phone two, four, or six, uh, they've done a pretty good job thus far. I mean, you get C.D. Lamb referenced him with the extra phone, Trevon Diggs, and then you get Neville Gallimore. You get guys that are fired up. His girlfriend wasn't real good with the phone. No, no, right no, back. no. Crimson Rose, <laughs> How do you think his that's girlfriend. going to go when he gets to Dallas? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an old drama. You envision uh, some problems for CD and his girl. <laughs> well, I just think lo- there might be an issue. <laughs> I love the fact her name is Crimson Rose. She sounds like a DC supervillain. You know, like so, oh, Wonder Woman is followed. Crimson Rose is going to be Either able to find get the magic super lesson. villain, or she might be working at other establishments. But yeah, correct. I get what you're saying. Oh man, I'll tell you, it's I, oh, she. She she dated Trey Young too before yeah. uh, she dated C.D. Lamb. Again, we can. This this is going to go a very bad place in a hurry if we. If we if I was we just go. trying to give the Cowboys some love for the draft. I, I know you wanted to give perspective, you know, perspective on the whole thing. Yep. This will this will not end well for any of us if we right. continue down this path. So then let's go to this path then. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being not at all and 10 being incredibly so, how pissed off is Aaron Rodgers? 30? 35? Oh, at least 56. <laughs> <laughs> at least. You know. we, we'll do Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and say 42 and a half. Oh. Um, yeah, this is not a good thing. Like he he he's going to get back to Green Bay and like he's going to walk in and go, "Yo, Matt, 
um, we got some talking to do. <laughs> we really do. Especially when Matt LaFleur, after the Jordan Love pick, looks giddier than a guy who who had the head cheerleader say, yes, she'll, she'll go to the prom with you, right? Like, that's, that's how happy Matt LaFleur was about taking Jordan Love. Now, there is a big issue here. Like, can Jordan Love play? Um, you know, that's a concern, you know, normal. Um, but I got to think that, you know, based on LaFleur and uh, Brian Goodkunst's uh, reaction, um, yeah, I mean, Aaron's on a pretty short rope right now. And but they just drafted him help. Josiah Degara, <laughs> yeah, tight know. end out of Cincinnati. Yeah, I just, I, this is, I mean, it really is. Like, these things just never play well. It doesn't matter. It never matters. You know, like, you know, Joe Montana, they go get Steve Young. That didn't go well. Um, John Elway, they draft Tommy Maddox. That didn't go well. Dan Reeves lost his job. Um, you know, these things, these kinds of power plays, don't end well for somebody in the whole mix, right? You know, Daniel Jones gets drafted. Eli's basically counting down the days until his retirement, right? It just, that's how it goes. And, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre. Eventually, the people who drafted you, they get their way, especially on a team where there's no owner, right? Like, yeah, Mark Murphy's there. He's the president of the team. But he's not really the owner of the team. There isn't a single voice owner. So, in this case, the head coach and the general manager of the team and with the Packers have a lot more say about what happens. And if they have the final say, just like with you know Ted Thompson, when you know he took Rodgers and went head to head with with Brett Favre eventually, and so did McCarthy, this one's not going to go well. So it, it's going to be an ugly divorce. Look, he's going to play the last three. He'll he'll play. I think he'll play this year. And then, because it's it's too difficult to try to move on this year, and with what's going on, the craziness, well, the truncated preseason, all of it. Plus, Jordan Love's not ready to play. Truncated. So I see, yeah, trunky. You like that word, huh? You didn't think I could use words like truncated, did you? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Have you been playing Scrabble with your with your wife? <laughs> hey, I play <laughs> I play words with friends and classic words all the time, and I win a lot, and I play on the extremely hard level. So ha. You sounded a little bit like. Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man. I'm a very, I'm a very, I'm very good. I'm a I know guy. a lot of words. I know words. I know a lot of words. I know lots of words. Excellent. I can words. do it. Uh, by the way, have you ever looked at Aaron Rodgers, you know, in his face when he's got the mustache going, and ever looked at that and a picture of Frank Zappa? Yeah. And about <laughs> now how you're talking. Much they look alike. <laughs> No, you're right. I I have found Aaron Rodgers' real father. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm looking at Frank Zappa right now. Sure, okay. Yeah, okay. Which explains his whole fascination with music. All right, sure. It's totally right there. Sure, I see. It was okay. sitting there in front of us the whole time. All right. I mean, Frank Zappa's got the big soul patch, though. You know, he's got that that looks really cool. Well, he doesn't really anymore because he's dead, but that's a different <laughs> well, fact. In the pictures, though, <laughs> what I'm saying in the pictures. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Frank's he has been for a, a minute, Frank's too. he so. for a while. Love, yeah. I love Frank. Yeah. But no, but I'm saying it's – but in the pictures, yeah. I'm looking – because you said look at the pictures, so I looked at the pictures. In the look pictures, at the narrow face. He's not look the soul the whole patch. thing. Just 
straight on. It's the whole thing, yeah. Yes, he's still in the, the pictures. Of, uh, of the Sheik Your Booty album. That in one, the- that's awesome. <laughs> All right, so from from uh, Green Bay to Philadelphia, are we in the same situation with Carson Wentz? Couple of years, if he doesn't no, progress, keeps getting I, hurt. I, I don't. Like, I think this is Jalen Hurts, at least initially. Okay, this was taken with the intention of we want to make sure we have a really good backup quarterback um, because they, they've always invested in that, and that, that's been one of their things. And we want a quarterback who we can do some different things with. Um, and if it happens to be that Carson doesn't get a whole lot better, okay, then we'll allow this to be a competition. But I don't think that they go in with this as an affirmative plan of, okay, this is what we're going to do to get rid of Carson Wentz. Now, I will say this. Carson Wentz, the reputation is he's not very good at handling having a backup quarterback who has a huge presence. Okay, it wasn't. Yeah, he was friends with Nick Foles, but I don't think it was comfortable between him and Nick Foles after Foles won the Super Bowl. So this could get a little bit dicey because of Wentz's sort of weird, you know, weird approach to things. But I don't think that that's what the Eagles are going in thinking that this is what we're going to do. I think they're going in saying, okay, we have an interesting backup quarterback here who can do some different things that we can probably use in different packages because of his running skills because we don't want Wentz running like that anymore. And and so, but it's not a distinct plan. You don't do that in the second round. You do that in the, you do that in the first round. So, go ahead. Well, I have the one, one big question. I know Jason uh, Smith, you, you and I have been waiting for Jason Cole on this one. Uh, did Bill Belichick finally pull back the cur- curtain on organizational brilliance for these 20 years by letting us see his dog? And then it's really been the dog. I, I think, I think that that's given up. It's the whole secret. It's the, do- the it, dog. Right? The dog sitting in the chair was pure. It was just, it was genius. It was just, and it was just like whether it was intentional or not, right? The fact that Belichick, when the when they first go to pan there, just doesn't care. Like, okay, I, I, you know, what I'm supposed to be on camera, whatever. Let the dog there. You know, like, just whatever. <laughs> do whatever. And the other part that I love is, you know, these guys have all these elaborate setups. Like, two, Bill O'Brien has two giant monitors and, you know, screen over here. And if you look at, you know, Belichick's like in the, you know, like, He's in the dining room of the kitchen of his Nantucket house with, like, two laptops and a, and a cell phone. Like, he's just like, okay, I'm set. This is good. And a table just, from 1975. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's on his trash 80 from, from 1975. He doesn't care at all. He just doesn't care at all about the pretense and all the other stuff that goes with it. It's like, okay, we know who we want. Good. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> like, well, listen. That's it. I'll, I'll guarantee you, the dog speaks, and the dog's been making all the draft picks for at least 10 years. Well, the dog is actually Ernie Adams. Okay. We, we never actually see Ernie Adams. The dog is Ernie Adams. That's what we found. It, it is sort of like, it's like, um, you know, it's kind of a little thing of, of Mr. Ed. What was the kicking mule? The kicking mule had Gus. Us. Gus was yeah, it. No, you had Gus. And you had... It's like the yeah. next progression of... Mm. Mr. Ed and Gus, the kicking mule. Like now, you have Ernie Adams, the the savant, the football savant dog. 
Because has anybody ever really seen Ernie Adams? No. Question. I mean, no. I, I, you know, there's been there's been these videos of him, but those could be computer generated. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That was what we just saw. The dog is, you know, and and what you didn't hear if it, when next time we get it when we hear Bill walk in and go Ernie. And the dog, like, perks up his ears. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny, though? You go to a presser when they get back to session. Hey, what's your dog's name? Ernie. <laughs> does it have a last name? And no, apparently, like, does, it have a, does it have a middle name? <laughs> I've just found out that all of these photos of Ernie Adams are actually of former President William Henry Harrison that have been spliced in. <laughs> he actually he has a little bit more of a resemblance to Woodrow Wilson. Okay. But that's just me. <laughs> he certainly can... doesn't look anything like Frank Zappa. But No, no. To me, no. I've come full circle. Yeah, again, that's uh... just me. You can follow him on Twitter at JasonCole62. That is at JasonCole62. How did we talk about Woodrow Wilson, Frank Zappa, and Ernie Adams, the the talking the dog, dog, Ernie Adams, <laughs> talking dog. And we are we, listen. I have I have an appointment with Netflix tomorrow. We are selling this as as a show. Bill Belichick with the talking dog that has helped him make picks and build a dynasty. God, that's so genius! Isn't that great? Yeah. That's, I, do, I, do I get a slice? I mean, it's sort of my thought. Netflix, 9 a.m. tomorrow if you want to be in at the meeting. I'll be on a plane tonight. All right, very awesome. Boom. There we go. Boom. Hey, bring Art Stelly, will you? <laughs> no, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Me? I'm the one who's I'm getting on a plane. All right, all right. Well, we'll have so he's Art getting Stelly. on a plane like he's a player's agent showing up at their house. <laughs> Thanks a bunch, J. Cole. I guarantee he lo- he loves that idea though. Oh, absolutely. He loves that idea. Yeah, Belichick has the dog. Nobody knows the dog talk except for Belichick. The dog's been making picks, and now the TV show is about him winning, but also stopping people from realizing the dog speaks. And there's always one person that really that knows the dog speaks. But everything's just a crackpot. So I would say somebody involved with the Jets that well, that knows the dog talks, but no one will listen to them, and they think they're crazy. And that's then that's the first season. Well, and if we can't sell it as a comedy, then mm. it can take a dark twist of the people that are suspicious of the dog, and we can sell it as a nine or ten p.m. drama. Mm. What do you think? Do we, uh, we, you know, Brady's been here for twenty years. What do we do? I let him go. Send him down to Tampa Bay. I can see him with a guy with a Kango hat. <laughs> and that would be it. I could do Arf. the voice of the dog. <laughs> what's your what's your big claim to fame in your voiceover uh voice acting career well you know what i invented the voice for ernie adams <laughs> you know what? bill belichick's dog <laughs> why don't you call him give him wrong husky too hey how about that we could have gronk and we would have jared stidham <laughs> that's that's pretty i like that I like Lay that. off the weed. Mm. <laughs> but, al- but also, the dog can do an impression of Bill Belichick, so actually the dog can talk like him. So sometimes it's not Belichick making the moves, it's his dog. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. During the draft, we recognize hard work, and Lowe's has been recognizing their Red Vest associates who've been supporting the rest of us during the crisis. So join me, Jason Smith, in thanking all of the Lowe's associates and everything they're doing to support their communities during this very important time. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Nearing the end of the third round of the NFL draft, the Jets have just traded with the Patriots. 
I'm shock, shock, shock. Uh, the Jets get a couple of picks tomorrow. Pick number 125, 129. The Patriots select tight end Dalton Keene out of Virginia Tech. Blank you, Gronk. We'll get your replacement here now in the end of the third round. Well, they just bat- what, that was back-to-back tight ends for them, right? Their last yeah. two picks. Doesn't matter. We're going to get everybody we need right, right now. I'm going to get a guy from... out of UCLA and now Dalton Keene. <laughs> going to get someone from Division Four, and then uh, we'll be all set. Uh, so we're... Four more picks, and then the first two days of the draft are in the books. We'll recap the biggest story in the draft coming up in a few minutes. But, you know, normally the only time Fresca ever gets any publicity is when I mention it on the show, because that's my Twitter handle, How About a Fresca from Caddyshack. And I always get Fresca jokes. People send me pictures of Fresca and all kinds of stuff. And it's fun because it's one of my favorite lines of Caddyshack. Well, today, suddenly, I look, I'm going, why is Diet Fresca trending? Oh, my God, did they find out? What did they find out? What's wrong with Diet Fresca? But you no, had a good run, Smith. <laughs> it actually plays into this crazy story today. You saw the story about the president saying he was kidding yesterday by saying you can inject yourself with cleaner uh, to get rid of the coronavirus. And, and today he said he was kidding around. It became this whole big firestorm. And then comedian J.L. Coven, who does a Trump impression, and it sounds phenomenal. Put this video out there where he, as President Trump, tried to explain what he really meant to say yesterday, not injecting, uh, you know, cleaners into your into your body. And this is why Diet Fresco was trending. I didn't say to drink, to put in a disinfectant. That's not nobody would say that. That's bad science. And it's something I certainly would never say. I said Diet Fresca, Diet Fresca. It's a soda. Maybe some of the young people don't know uh, that. I know my beautiful OAN reporter, probably too young to know that. But Diet Fresca could scare off the virus. You, because you ever notice when you have a soda, if you're having, I like Diet Coke, you're having a soda and you shake it up, okay? Tremendous bubbles, like like a, like an amazing amount of like bubbles. Believe me, you've never seen bubble, like forget a bubble bath. We're talking exploding soda bubbles. Notice how there's never a virus in the bubbles because viruses are very scared of the bubbles. So like it's called Diet Fresca. It's a soda. We're thinking about that. But no, not disinfectant. That would be very dangerous to do. So I never said that. And what I did say was actually Diet Fresca. And that's why Diet Fresca was trending today. Bubbles. It's in the bubbles. I, I really wanted bubbles. I really wanted to have another Diet Fresca after that because you can still buy Diet Fresca. You can still get if you go to like pavilions or a grocery store like Ralph's, whatever, whatever grocery store you go to the soda aisle. I mean, there's not many. It's not like it's a big display like Coke or Pepsi, but you go to like the middle of the aisle and on the bottom where the dusty 12 packs of, of drinks are that people don't buy, like near the Canada Dry stuff. You can find Diet. I don't know. You find regular Fresca. But you can find Diet Fresca, I'll tell you what. It's being like, you guys got any uh, dusty stuff in the back? It's like, well, no, everything we have is on the shelf. No, really. This is stuff that would have given up in shelf space a while ago. Maybe it's just kind of hanging out in the back. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, I see the – okay, all right, great. Yeah, I'll just take that, but I'll make sure to wipe it off before I drink it. Coming Diet Fresca. covered in spider webs. Yeah, maybe I should change my Twitter handle to how about a Diet Fresca. How about that? Diet Fresca. It's Diet Fresca. Making news. Bubbles. Coming up next, we'll get back into the biggest story of day two of the NFL draft, which could mean a future quarterback change. Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. 
The Jets move down 20 years, 25 slots, but they get two picks. They get 125 and 129. And surprise, surprise, so far, the Jets are having a really good draft, at least on paper, which tells you that, listen, it's just not going to work out, and all these guys are going to be bad because that's how it goes for the Jets. But so far, I like what everything is doing. I like what the Jets are doing. They're getting, they're, they're filling their holes. They're getting good players. And you know what? You know what I like? It's not, it's not just a Jets thing, but this is about a culture thing for many teams is that Anytime you see a team take a guy, they take a chance on a guy because, well, he's got talent, but there's a reason he slipped. He's got first-round talent but a third-round grade. Why? Because his motor isn't the best or because he had a couple of off-the-field issues, whatever it is. But one thing I've seen, this is, this is not just a Jets thing, but other teams, you know, they, they will not have people on their boards because a reason like that, one thing I've seen for all the Jets picks so far, I made a great pick tonight uh, in, in getting Mims from Baylor, who is a real big playmaker. And look, mm-hmm. he was a number two trending topic on Twitter for a long time going, why isn't he coming off the board? Why is no one drafting him? And finally, the Jets pulled him off, and it was a huge move for them because that, you know, that's a first-round type talent type kid they got there, is that the Jets are drafting players who want to be there, who have an edge to them, and are motivated. There's nobody they've drafted like Polite last year uh, who was out of the league after, you know, they, they got rid of him after six weeks and he was barely hanging on with the Seahawks. They're n- not taking guys with character issues or motor issues. We want to build a culture so we want guys who want to be here. And look, there's one safety is just as good as another, but we want the guy who's fast, who has a good motor, who is motivated. That's our guy because we're building a culture as well. Building a culture is, is so important. You can't just take guys and put them out there and say, well, we got the best available player, right? You hear that all the time, best available player. Why are the Patriots winning so often? Well, number one, we know now because they have a dog making the picks for Bill well, Belichick. Well, that's true. Yeah. That can speak, and that's, you know, that, that's a big deal. But the Patriots, what do they do? They take players that are going to fit in with what they want to do. And it's not just that, well, we're reaching for a guy here in the, in the third round that's a six-round talent, but we think he can follow the, quote, Patriot way. If they need a cornerback and there's five possibilities in the third round, which is the guy that's going to fit in? That's the guy we take. Now, maybe of those five cornerbacks available in the third round, he's the third best guy off the board or maybe the fourth best guy. But because he fits in with what we do, he's our pick. And it works. And it works more often than players that, well, this guy's a no-brainer. He's the best available player. we got to take him. He's going to be great for us. He's going to be fantastic. And sometimes that best available player just doesn't work out. So when you're drafting, you got to draft for culture. It's got to be, you know, the second thing, how good is he? Is he okay? Does he work? What about culture? Does he fit in? Does he help build something? And that's a big deal because many teams, whether you are the Jets or the Lions or the Raiders or the Browns, look, all the, the sorry sack teams in the NFL that just can't get out of their own way and have a bad image, you got to sell people that this is not that anymore. This is, this is, a, this is a new time now. We are here. We're building a new culture. We have new everything around our team and this is a team you want to come to and you see that and players see it and then they there's a buy in and suddenly those sad sack teams are making a leap up and after a year or two you go but we don't make fun of them anymore yeah because they change the culture it's how it works well because the biggest thing is you've got to bring in a guy and make it known it's not a one year right there's not an explan- expectation because what do we see in cleveland all of this past decade plus it's you get about a year, you get into year two, 
and ah, you're not moving fast enough or I don't like the way you handled this and you're thrown out the door, whether you're a front office guy or the head coach. You're not building any continuity. You're not getting your legs under you. So when you look at what the Dolphins did with Flores last year, they give him a five-year deal. And even though... They traded off a couple of big-time component parts. One of the guys just signed a $22 million deal because he had Bill O'Brien over a barrel, but that's a whole other thing, is that (laughs) you you traded those guys away, right? You traded away Fitzpatrick. You got assets, but you still had a team of guys that played their asses off for him last year, and they were competitive all throughout the season. Yeah, part of it was Fitzmagic and whatever that phenomenon is, but Devontae Parker stepped up. Guys that had to take on leadership in bigger roles did. Look, Kenyon Drake went and had a magnificent year in Arizona, and now he's their feature guy. That's great, but they still played hard, and they established a culture very much like that of the Patriots, but they made it clear this is our guy. How many teams do that? Not very many, right? You have some good organizations. Uh, you know, you, after two days, you look at what the Ravens have in terms of their core and their d- drafted players, plus what was already on the roster, and you go, wow, they just keep getting it done. But those are few and, and far between. Even some of the more established teams, you're, I mean, what are we doing? We're questioning what the Packers are doing. And, and that's usually an organization where while they don't wow you in free agency and maybe blow you away with the name, name recognition of guys, they usually are a stable organization. But right now we're going, well, what the hell's going on here? So <laughs> it's just different. You don't get to that long leash, but you need to at least make the appearance that it is that, you, you know, the, you've got to buy in and here's what we're building versus it's a one and done proposition. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Have you heard what our friends at Lowe's have been doing during draft week? Lowe's has been sharing the stories of Red Vest associates who are stepping up during the crisis. Our heartfelt thanks to all of the Lowe's Red Vests, everything they're doing to support their communities when it has been needed the absolute most. Well, yesterday... We had a big controversy when the Packers decided, hey, guess what, Aaron Rodgers? We're taking Jordan Love in the first round. Good luck finding a new team in a year because that's exactly what's going to happen. We are pushing you out the door. Tonight, did we see it again when the Eagles came around on the clock in the second round? Take a listen. We're the 53rd pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. The Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Hurts, quarterback, Oklahoma. Jalen Hurts goes to the Philadelphia Eagles as they pick in the second round. And there's a reason why Jalen Hurts at the top of Twitter trending right now, because this is the same situation that the Eagles are facing that the Packers put themselves in with taking Jordan Love. When you take a quarterback in the first or second round of the draft now, that's a guy that you want to see the field. That's not someone that, well, he can back up. Or, you know, that's someone that you want to see the field to be your starter. It's a little bit more serious, and it will happen a little bit faster in Green Bay because Love is a first-round pick. Now he's a little bit more of a project, so this year he's going to sit most likely. And in 11 months, Aaron Rodgers will be looking for a new team. Because you know how pissed off Aaron Rodgers is that they didn't draft him any help, that they drafted his successor when he's still playing at a high Pro Bowl, 
all-pro caliber level. This is exactly what he saw when he came into the league when the Packers wanted to move on from Brett Favre. Why did the Packers draft Aaron Rodgers? Because they wanted to eventually move on from Favre. They were sick of Favre being bigger than the team, the will-I-won't-I-retire every single year, and the Packers, just like the Bulls of the 90s were seeing from the Last Dance documentary, they feel the organization is bigger than the player, bigger than they win championships and players don't. They want to push Aaron Rodgers out. They knew how this was going to go over with him. You know he's pissed. He'll play this year, and then next year is going to be, guess what, everybody? Get ready for the Aaron Rodgers tour de force because he's going to he's going to be allowed to find his own trade and the Packers will trade him somewhere they're not going to trade him to New England so just stop that's not happening they will trade him to an acceptable destination where Aaron Rodgers can play out the last three or four years of his career this is more going to be a Peyton Manning situation where he looked for the Broncos with a three or four year window than Brady with the Bucks, who's looking for just a couple of years so that's happening I mean I didn't think about it until last night but after last night Rodgers was going to spend the rest of his career after this year with a different team the same thing is going to happen now for Carson Wentz. Wentz has a little bit more to play with because the Eagles can't get out of his contract until after next year. They paid him a lot of money, gave him a five-year, $137 million extension, but they can get out of it after next year. And Wentz, as good as he has been at times, look, when the year he got hurt, he was playing at an MVP caliber level. His relationship and, and just his overall standing with the Eagles has never been the way it should be for a franchise quarterback. The team played better under Nick Foles than Carson Wentz. Everybody saw it. There were the stories a couple years ago that Wentz didn't have a lot of friends in the locker room. He pissed off a lot of people. Wentz answered those by saying, well, maybe I could have been a little bit different my first couple years in the league. He also gets hurt a lot. This is a pick where the Eagles can say, you know what? In two years, we can move on from him. We can move on. If he's still a little weird as far as you know be not being an eagle and we're kind of still at arm's length with him or he's getting hurt or he doesn't develop into a great quarterback well guess what we'll develop Jalen Hurts for the next couple of years and he can be our guy and we can get out of it and Carson Wentz will hit the open market as a free agent and wondering what kind of interest level they're going to garner with him because that's what happens when you take guys this early all right it, it's going to be a little bit longer for Hurts to get on the field unless Wentz gets hurt and then suddenly Hurts comes out and I'm saying hurt every four seconds because we're talking about hurt and hurts and injuries and hurt and hurts but unless that happens you have a couple of years for that Rogers will happen sooner but Wentz that's the same thing it's just going to happen a year or so later yeah you look at the contracts I mean Rogers there's the out after 2021 as well. So, I mean, there's the, the potential of the changing of the guard, assuming that Jordan Love develops. And, you know, there's a little bit of a question of that, right? The accuracy, touchdown to interception ratio, a lot of the stuff we talked about yesterday. Find the podcast over at iTunes, Google Play, wherever you pull down your audio as you're uh, finding new things on your playlist, add us to it, uh, as well as the uh, special teams podcast where we do the good, the bad, the ugly across sports and years uh, and famous and infamous teams. But with Aaron Rodgers, it's the inevitability of you're going to be 37 years old. So it's time to start looking that way. And there's just the, the fork in the road, right? Do you do you add help? You added that big tight end in the end of the third, you know. Uh, I say that tongue-in-cheek. Uh, and a running back, so Aaron Jones 
fans are flipping off Matt LaFleur as well. Uh, but so you, you've got still got some questions how, you, how you're addressing the 2020 version of this squad, but also keeping yourself insured, right? So you can understand the insurance plus project side of it of if he gets hurt, Rodgers, and, and you've got to go to a backup. Well, the last time that happened significantly, uh, they were significantly damaged, and that was the end of their season uh, after week six. So we, we look at the Eagles side of things. Wentz has hurt a bunch. Whatever it is in the locker room says he could have been better, but how much of that is you know, just guys talking out of school and maybe he's not the most communicative or what there's, you know, minor problems that got exacerbated, particularly once Nick Foles came in and won. But he's a guy that I'd like to see them with a full complement of receivers that aren't wide receiver four, five, and six on the field like you had a year ago. Uh, so you can only blame him so much. Yes, his job's to elevate, but they had issues on the line and certainly in their receiving core. So curious what it is here, but it does open the door. And Jalen Hurts, another guy with you know a little bit of a project tag with a lot of the skills you like, but what does it translate to? Certainly an offense that at least on paper, the way they draw it up, it would fit beautifully his skill set. But at the same time, it's it's the maturation process and being ready uh, to be stepping in because Carson Wentz ain't finishing a 16 game season. I think we've we all uh, understand that at this point. Now it's just a function of getting him repped, ready to play. And does Carson Wentz ever get his job back? How about that? Well, Maybe wow. he just he's off the field that's a, while that's he's a hot there. Take. Uh, well, yeah. The thing is that they're a little bit different in style. So mm-hmm. that that's one thing that tells you, all right, we're not just going to get a guy to back up and come in where it's got to be seamless because we want somebody that can come in and play our side. No, Jalen Hurts brings his own unique skill set to the game, you know, being young and athletic and being able to throw the football, make plays and make plays with his legs and no one to make those decisions. Look, nobody impressed me more than Jalen Hurts from where the last time I saw him play football till I saw him play this year with Oklahoma. Because quite honestly, he didn't make enough plays with Alabama. He didn't make enough. It was, you know, look, he got to the national title game as a freshman and it was, wow, look at these freshman quarterbacks in the national title game. And Jalen Hurts was okay. But was Jalen Hurts ever next level? No, he was very worried about his brand when he was a freshman. You heard his dad would talk a lot about the Jalen Hurts brand. And I'm like, yeah, I think he needs to be a little bit better before this happens. Couldn't beat out Tua. Transferred. and Okay, let's see what happens now. And he goes to the perfect offense for him, and he shows I can make all kinds of plays. And there is nobody who impressed me more with that kind of jump. I I thought he'd wind up going in the first round. I thought somebody would make that aggressive leap into the first round to make sure they got him. A little surprised he was still sitting there in the middle of the second round. I thought the Patriots would go after him, and he'd be a perfect guy and and fit for what Belichick wants to do. But here's the Eagles, and you know this is not just a, hey, we're going to get a guy and put him on the field like Taysom Hill. You know, it's not going to be that type of situation. This is all about Wentz and the comfort level that the Eagles have with him. It's hard to put it into words because it's a lot of – tangential things that are uh, that you read into relationships that they're having and also it's about his performance on the field because let's face it you know he's not been you know one of the top top quarterbacks in the, in the NFL he was certainly on that path then he got hurt the Eagles won the Super Bowl and since then it's been okay Carson get us back there and Carson Wentz can't get us back there okay well let, let's see where we go from here 
But overall, the fit with with him and the Eagles has not been what you'd expect. You know, I say it a lot for Noah Syndergaard and the Mets, right? Clearly, Syndergaard's at odds with the Mets over things. And it's not anything that Carson Wentz publicly is criticizing the Eagles for. But still, you can tell the relationship that he has with the team is not quite where you think it would be for, for a star pitcher. And the same thing is there for Wentz and the Eagles. You could just tell it's a little weird. And there's no reason why they should be playing better with when Nick Foles was there, but they were. And Carson Wentz should be at this point progressing a little bit more. Right now, he's a periphery top 15-ish quarterback in the NFL. Uh, that's about where he is. And the Eagles at some point have to think, is it worth it? Are we really going to continue to develop him? Is he really going to continue to get better? Or is it time for us to say, you know what? Jalen Hurts, is the, that that's what we want in the NFL. This is where the NFL is going. That's what we're going to have. This is who we're going to go get. So it, it's all there for them. When two years from now comes up, they can more easily make that decision, and they're not stuck. Because if they want to move away from Carson Wentz, who knows, right? Because as we've seen with certain teams in the NFL, they may need to get a quarterback, but the year they need to get one, there may not be guys there. So let's get one when we like the guy now, and we like him now. He can sit for a year or two, and and we'll figure it out, and we'll you know he'll learn and learn the offense and all kinds of things like that. But why wait until okay now we need a quarterback when maybe that crop isn't good? Let's go get a guy now. And that's what the Eagles did. Well, you have your 2019 Eagles really quickly. Zach Ertz, 88 catches. Dallas Goddard, 58 catches. Miles Sanders, 50 catches. Your first wide receiver clocks in at Alshon Jeffrey. Played in 10 games. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen down the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And if anybody knows tight ends, it's Bears fan. Mike Harmon. That is right. <laughs> Carrying my own, man. Bears. We have more huge takeaways from the day two of the NFL draft, including Ruff. my favorite draft pick of today, and it's not a jet. Keep it right here. Ruff. It's Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Six p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. All three first rounds of the drafts are in the books. Give you my favorite second round pick, my favorite pick from tonight coming up in a couple minutes. But joining us now on the hotline, he is on Twitter at fantasy underscore guru. He is also the biggest Los Angeles Dodgers fan that I know. He is John Hansen, majority owner, publisher, fantasypoints.com, morning host at Sirius XM Fantasy, analyst on DirecTV's Fantasy Zone. I worked with John for a long time. He's got a big new announcement coming up, so we're going to talk a little football and talk about it. What's happening, Guru? Oh, Jason Smith, it's fantastic to hear your voice. And uh, Mike, what's up? I haven't talked to you in about 19 years. I believe it's you were been a minute. last time we hung out. Well, you know what? I got out of the uh, full-time fantasy run. So the the conferences were no longer in Vegas, so they became you know a little less exciting, I guess. Time I don't know. To quit, it's, right? Just well, I, I don't know. Th- then they team me up with Smith, so <laughs> you know, as you know how that goes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's great to, great to hang out with you guys tonight. Yeah, I don't know. Welcome you guys, in. you guys, do we, were you guys hanging out like going to going to bars in Vegas all the time together? Like, what was the deal? It well, was... um, Mike, you worked at uh, Yahoo, correct? Correct, correct. And um, I, I also worked at Yahoo. I didn't really work there. I kind of had like um, a content <laughs> deal with them for fantasy stuff. You know, Brandon Funston, my boy, um, way back when he was at ESPN, I started writing columns about fantasy football. Believe it or not, at ESPN in 1996. And that is how I met Brandon. He went over to Yahoo, and then I met Mike, and the rest is history. Wow, look at that. Small world. That fantasy world's a small world, I'll tell you. Well, it yeah. is. Well, I mean, a lot of us uh, long in long in the uh, game, right, John? I mean, that's 
the guys <laughs> try to figure out how to innovate it and, and keep moving, which is what you're doing now. Yeah, and then you wrote a little book about fantasy sports like 20 years ago, right? Maybe 17 yep. years ago, and you were kind enough to include me in the little book. No, that was it. Oh. We had uh, the profiles. You, you sent me the best headshot you had. Uh, right. And we, we put that in, and, and we ran with it. Yeah, we, we had a publisher out of Indianapolis that wanted to uh, do a uh, – you know, idiot's guide kind of uh, alternate universe. So uh, you were kind enough to give me a bunch of words and some rankings, and uh, it sold out its printings, so we did something right. There you go, and I think that I headshot s- I supplied to you, by the way, was from 1989. Actually. <laughs> there you go. So I still owe you some beers for that, so we'll figure out when we can uh, collaborate on, on mashing those. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, Gerd, now the most important thing I'm going to ask you tonight, and this is a very big deal, where do you have Bill Belichick's dog in your rankings at this point after tonight? I got to think that's the, your first dog off the board is Belichick's dog. Well, actually, um, I'm a cat guy in general, <laughs> so I have cat rankings, but that dog was so awesome. The dog is now seven in my cat rankings, okay? Now, that's, that's really nice. progress right there. That's power. It's seven in the cat rankings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, so what did you make of the draft tonight? We saw a lot of wide receivers go here. And, look, I'm a big fan. I love LaVisca Chanel going to Jacksonville. He's such a big playmaker. You know, look, he had a little bit of injury problems, but the guy's explosive. He's a big yak guy. I mean, that's the guy I wanted the Jets to get him, but I think Jaguars got a hell of a player getting him. Yeah, our guy, um, Greg Cosell, who's doing a lot of work for the brand-new website, absolutely, and he's been doing this for 40 years over at NFL Films, absolutely loves Chanel. I think he's a little polarizing, but, um, yeah, it's a great class. It's unbelievable. But i, I got to tell you, you know, I love Jerry Judy. I had him one. I, I get it with all these other guys at the top, like CeeDee Lamb and, and Henry Ruggs. I was a big Rager guy. By the way, the Eagles did, uh, I'm told, try to move up to get CeeDee Lamb lamb and uh it just didn't happen so they went ahead and got rager but my guy in this class at the wide receiver position and it's uh very uh, important for you guys out there on the west coast my man michael pittman at a usc this this dude is awesome he's a great guy i've uh, actually had a chance to you know sit down with him a couple of times and what a great spot for the wide receiver poor colts and uh they're they're all in on phil this year and uh michael pittman just drafted tonight but I'll tell you what, I'll rank him over several players drafted last night in round number one. So he's probably my favorite pick thus far at the wide receiver position. Well, and then you have uh, infinite sadness at the running back position there in Indianapolis because we always loved Marlon Mack, and, well, now Jonathan Taylor comes in and takes his job. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, 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 that was the thing, uh, really, this, this draft in terms of, uh, okay, this guy gets picked. Now, that crushes this guy. So you've got Clyde Edwards-Alaire destroying Damian Williams. Mm-hmm. You've got DeAndre Swift destroying Carrion Johnson. You've got Cam Akers destroying Daryl Henderson. You have potentially J.K. Dobbins, at least interrupting Mark Ingram and of course Zach Moss in Buffalo kind of hurts Devin Singletary so I think overall it was a pretty good fantasy day but we have to be patient with it and understand that you know we can't have it all it's not like the old days man remember you know 15 years ago everything kind of lined up well like this team needed a running back and they get a running back no there's so many dudes on the field now we just have to accept it and live with it um so there were some winners here with the rookie class but for every every rookie drafted essentially at running back almost there was a big loser in terms of the the incumbents on those teams 
Hey, which is the quarterback you like the most right now, looking forward with, with that value on him? Is, is it Burrow? Is it Herbert? Which one you like? Oh, no, I, I, love, um, I love Burrow. I, I throw out the Tom Brady comp early on. I know a lot of people see uh, Tony Romo. I just feel like the way he carries himself, his movement and poise in the pocket. You know, I try to rank these quarterbacks in my brain. I've been doing this for 25 years in terms of, okay, where does he rank in terms of, like, how good I feel about him entering the NFL? And I got to tell you, as I, I really went back and I looked and I thought hard about it, I think Burrow is at worst three on the list, and he may be two in terms of I feel amazing about this guy. And number one, of course, would be Andrew Luck, uh, obviously out of the league, but he, he was such a slam dunk. But I think Burrow is absolutely in that conversation. He may not have a gun, but every single thing else is fantastic. The poise, the subtle movement in the pocket. He's got second reaction ability. That's where this league is going. But more than anything else, it's the accuracy, the precise ball location is uncanny. Fox now, Sports Radio, Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon from the Geico Studios. On the hotline with us, he is the majority owner, publisher, fantasypoints.com. You know him as the Fantasy Guru, Direct TV, Fantasy Zone Channel, Sirius XM, Fantasy. He's John Hansen at Fantasy underscore Guru on Twitter. Uh, Jason and I had the luxury of being on air after the first round com- finished up yesterday, and we got to talk a lot about Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. What was your initial gut reaction to that move by the Green Bay Packers? Well, look, I mean, a lot of people are complaining about the pick in terms of protecting Aaron. My question is, were there the same people complaining about drafting Aaron Rodgers in 2005, supporting Favre? That's what I want to know, guys. <laughs> yeah, I also brought up the, the fact that when Far, um, Rodgers got hurt in 2017, uh, you had guys that had no business being on a practice field, let alone trying to quarterback their team. So perhaps there was also the calculated, maybe this guy will be better than what other backups we've been uh, and the dregs we've been working with these last couple of years. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, actually, because one of those dregs is a kid who is an undrafted free agent, D3 kid, Joe Callahan. And uh, I don't know if you remember this, Jason. I probably mentioned it a couple of times. I actually coached that kid in Little League. My son Mm. was his first receiver um, uh, at tight end. Uh, But what's interesting about that is – uh, I'm friends with his parents, obviously. So I ran into his mom, you know, a couple of years ago, and I said, "Oh, well, you know, how's Joe doing? How was his experience in Green Bay?" And he said, "Oh, wow, Aaron was great. He really took him under his wing. He treated him like a little brother." And I'm like, "Okay, that's that's good news." And then the Jordan Love move comes down. I'm like, "Okay, is the same thing going to happen?" Mm, probably not. Uh, an undrafted D3 kid uh, who's like the under, uh, ultimate underdog. Yeah, sure, Aaron's going to be nice to that guy. Uh, we'll see if he's nice to Jordan Love, a number one pick. But I do love Jordan Love's talent. I mean, he, he's got a lot of ability, um, natural thrower of the football, very good arm. He's athletic. He is a project here. So, you know, I think he'll have to sit for no more than two years, obviously. But he could sit the full two. But then we'll see because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, he may, be, he may be on the move in a couple of years. Guru, tell you got a big thing going on right now. You can check him out on Twitter as well, at Fantasy underscore Guru. You got new fantasy football content website gambling thing going on. Tell us about it. 
Yeah, you mentioned uh, the, the website. Now, I founded another website 25 years ago that I, that I sold, but I kind of uh, am moving on. Um, yeah, Yahoo, I'm right? Like, that was you, Yahoo.com, and you yeah, sold I, I, No, yeah. I'm kind of like Tom Brady a little bit. Not that I'm comparing myself to Brady. He's got much better hair, but um, it's like, you know, I'm re-energized because I've moved on here after 20-plus years. So, yeah, I've started this new website. I've, uh, you know, worked with a couple of young rising stars in the industry. Graham Barfield was the managing editor, actually, at NFL.com. He worked for me. He got the job, and I kind of lured him away. Uh, another guy named Scott Barrett, who was uh, big at Pro Football Focus. I mentioned Greg Cosell, a couple of the other guys I, I work with. So we launched this brand-new website. And, um, you know, thanks to the coronavirus, uh, we're putting – number one, I have a beard, uh, which I've never had before, and it's ugly. But um, – more importantly, uh, thanks to the virus and all that, we rolled this out as a premium site, and um, we're, it's all free. So you just oh, wow. you can head on over there and um, sign up for a free account. So um, I appreciate you having me on here to promote it because uh, Greg Cosell, as I mentioned, uh, works with us, and we put out a 100-page draft guide, and he's really the best. I've been doing this for 25 years, and, and no one can break it down like him. So if anyone is interested in, in reading up on some of their players drafted or yet to be drafted, they can head there, create a free account, and download it, and you're golden. You know, I, I like what, you know, looking, you put it up on YouTube with what it's all about. You, you, you'll check out John Hansen on Twitter at fantasy underscore guru. His pinned tweet is about fantasypoints.com. Uh, it looks like you're in Michael Scott's office from the office in talking yeah. about like this background. <laughs> I was expecting the world's best boss mug to come up at some point during during you talking about it. <laughs> Yeah. So what do you guys think of the name, by the way? You know, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting name in that it's, it's like a very prevalent term. And it's not easy to come up with a new website or brand name here in 2020. But, um, you know, we kind of stumbled across this, and, it, and I kind of like it. It's like, you know what? Uh, what? What's that? Did you lose last week? You didn't get enough fantasy points? You should have went to fantasypoints.com. So I kind of like it. No, I like fa- – well, my favorite would be I love the Jets. But I think fantasypoints.com works really well. It kind of has that double good. meaning, I mean, too. You multiple know, meanings, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. Points, points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How much? One of those is so obvious. It's right there in front of your face, and, you know, uh, we, we, we snatched it up, and uh, we're going to roll with this. And then, uh, you know, this is kind of like my retirement because, you know, uh, the average age, I, I brought all these guys in as partners, and the average age of everyone but me, um, I'm 51. I've been doing this for a long-ass time. Uh, the average age is like 30, so this website's going to be around – for decades, long after I retire. Oh yeah, but yeah, but you found it. So you're gonna always get. You're gonna be like the guy from Facebook that's no longer with Facebook, but gets that money every year. Correct the Mundo. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Lifetime revenue streams. And by the way, Smith, I got myself uninvited to Joe Callahan's birthday. Oh, you know, <laughs> oh wow, that happens. That uh, you know, we got to call Wisconsin, find out why. We got to call. <laughs> Uh, again, John Hansen at Fantasy underscore Guru. The website is FantasyPoints.com. He's a FSWA Hall of Famer, a Hall of Famer in our book as well. Guru, as always, man, thanks a bunch. Look forward to talking to you during the season. It'll be awesome. Oh, yeah, it was great to catch up with you guys. Have a great night. Be good, John. We'll talk to you soon. Great stuff from Guru right there. You know, I worked with him for three years at uh, DirecTV's Fantasy Zone channel, and, and he, was, you know, he was always a lot of fun. And I'll tell you the, the true story is that whenever when the cameras were off and we had a couple of minutes, which was never more than like two minutes because of the full action that was always going on sure. all the time, we would talk about the Dodgers. 
because he is the biggest Dodgers fan in the world, but he lives in New York. And, you know, me in L.A. is like, what's going on out there? What, well, that was a big series. That was this, that. And we would talk Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers. And the producer say, okay, here we go, here we go. All right. Well, you know what I like here is what Derek Carr just did now, this fantasy point. But it was like Dodgers, 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 Dodgers. And then here we are talking about uh, something with fantasy. It was kind of fun. Dodgers, 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 and Jets, Jets, Jets. See, it That's all it is. I, I think I love the Jets. Let me, is I, does someone have I love the Jets? Let me look. Let me see. I'll look it up. How about I we – I love uh, the Jets. You know, I like the, the person who put on – I saw this. Uh, it kind of went viral a bit the other day. Someone put on Twitter, I'm missing, I'm missing sports so much. I went to the airport today to boo the Jets. And it was like, <laughs> that was good. like yeah. someone standing where you can see a bunch of airplanes and was just booing at them. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you haven't cracked and gone to that angle. No, I know, I know. By the way, we can get I love the jets.net.org.us.info. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I like dot, .us. I, I love jets.life. I, <laughs> I live that Jets life. Ah. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Now, during the draft, we recognize hard work. Uh, guys like Mike and John who've been doing fantasy for their whole lives. And Lowe's has been recognizing their Red Vest associates who've been supporting the rest of us during the crisis. Join me in thanking all the Lowe's associates, everything they're doing to support their communities during this very important time. Coming up next, one thing from tonight's draft I absolutely love. And one thing, that was the Bears. We got to keep it right here. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Now, during the draft, we recognize the best, and Lowe's is recognizing associates who've stepped up in major ways during the pandemic. Join all of us in the Fox Sports Radio family. We thank all of the Lowe's Red Vest associates and everything they're doing to support their communities. So with the... First three rounds of the NFL draft in the books. One big thing I liked from tonight and one thing, well, that's the Bears. Uh, The first thing I liked was Indianapolis deciding we're going to go get Phillip Rivers' weapons in the beginning of the second round. Mm -hmm. They, They go get a wide receiver, which was a great pick, taking Michael Pittman. They come back a few picks later for Jonathan Taylor. And this is what you do when you have a quarterback you're expecting things from. You give him help. And whether it's Phillip Rivers for this year or thinking, well, maybe this will lure Andrew Luck out of retirement for 2021. This is awesome. I love this move. I love what the Colts did. And on the other side of things, Mike Carmen, we have your Bears. Yep. We now have 10 tight ends on their roster. Not an ten. exaggeration. Nope. I'm not saying, oh, they have like 10. No, they now have 10 tight ends after tonight. Cole Komet uh, comes out of Notre Dame. You have Ben Broniker, Darren Clark, Demetrius Harris, J.P. Holtz, Jesper Horsett, Dax Raymond, Eric Saubert, Adam Shaheen, 2017 second-round pick. They thought that's it. And then Jimmy Graham, who they signed to a two-year deal. He's going to make $9 million this year. You spend $9 million on a tight end uh, and then draft another guy to go with him. So we're going to run six tight end sets, and that's all Trubisky and Foles have to work with. Nah, don't go get one of those speedsters, those big wideouts. Nah, let's add another tight end. Come on now. (laughs) The quickest way to get fired is to show someone that you don't know what you're doing. And regardless as to whether or not they have a plan, 10 tight ends, when you are trying to build a team that can rise in the NFC North, I mean, you had eight kickers come in last year, 10 tight ends when you have positions of need, th- there's no faster way for Ryan Pace slash Matt Nagy to get fired than to do this. 
to show, hey, because nobody has confidence in them right now. Oh, they know what they're doing. No one can look. No one looks at them. No fan says, oh, yeah, these guys know what they're doing. They're going 10 tight ends, pff, whatever. I'm not even going to watch the games this year. Yeah, no, it's it's really uh, a curiosity as to how this team's being constructed. Still needs some defensive help, needs some help on the O-line. And, oh, yeah, did I mention they needed a wide receiver to go with Allen Robinson? Yeah, yeah. No, no, but that's okay. We had another tight end, so it's fine. Yep. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. The biggest story of the night coming up next, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, slide over, baby. It is The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh, 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 you did it. First three rounds of the NFL draft in the books in the last couple of days has felt like a regular couple of days in sports. Normally, everything stops for the first two days of the NFL draft. And, you know, day three, not so much. It's really players you haven't heard of, but maybe once in a while you get a trade. You know, you get into a fourth mm-hmm. round where a player who maybe a team is looking to move on from that's owed a lot of money, hey, we'll make this move. And, you know, you get some kind of minor headlines there on the weekends. But these last couple of days have felt like real days in sports. And it's not been weird. It's not been a situation of, boy, I, I can't believe all the unexpectedness of it. I mean, the, the one big thing that we've never seen before that we got to see is that, you know, NFL coaches and GMs, you know, live a lot like us. They have unfinished rooms in their houses. They have tables from 1975, Bill Belichick. Uh, they look like your dad who sits in the breakfast nook which is right next to the sliding glass door so they can head right out to the garage and grab a beer and come back in and sit down bruce arians yeah it's it's like when uh what is it entertainment weekly what is a magazine that does the uh the porsche says stars they're just like us you know they take out the trash and it's uh, here's a picture of andrew garfield taking out the trash at his manhattan beach condo and you know they go to the park and it's oh and here is patricia arquette with her young kid at the park getting an ice cream from an ice cream vendor you know stars are just like us it's like GMs and head coaches. They're just like us. They sit with a computer in a room that doesn't have any decoration in it. Or their kids come in and they, you know, interrupt everybody. I mean, it's, it's, that, that's kind of what I felt the last couple of days were like. That's the one thing is that we replaced the image of the players hugging, walking up, taking a picture with the commissioner with, oh, boy, look at what Joe Douglas's draft house looks like. Look look at what Bill Belichick's looks like. And honestly, that's been more fun because we're still getting the emotion of the players as they're drafted. It's a little bit on tape delay uh, mm-hmm. or on delay because you, sometimes you see a player right after they're selected, but it's got to catch up. So when you're going, there's Tua Tagovailoa with the – just take it by the Dolphins. And it's like 10 seconds before. And so his family's just sitting there looking like, boy, he's not real happy to be a Dolphin. But we still get we still get the celebration and and it's a great sell it's a great look into because it's a, it's a celebration that should be it's you and your family because they're the ones that have worked hardest to help get you where they are and whether it's you could be your mom and dad it could be an aunt and uncle you know whoever you're sharing that moment with and we still get that so if we're replacing just the walking up and taking the picture from a fan standpoint obviously I'm sure the players would like to go up and take a picture with the commissioner and get that but from the draft standpoint because the draft is a television show first and foremost so when something is a television show show that's about the people watching if you are replacing that with what we've gotten the past couple of days i i i gotta say i kind of like what i saw 
It's worked out pretty nicely thus far. Uh, yesterday, one of the key components was the Ditka bobblehead uh, for Commissioner Goodell. Uh, we like the laid-back approach that he had as the the night went on tonight where he was he was about ready to fall out. I think if he had to announce another 10 picks, he might have been laying on the floor drooling like he was Hasselhoff trying to eat that cheeseburger all those years <laughs> ago. But, you know, we had that. You had the emotion. They did the uh, coming back from break. You got to see the fake hugs, right? Here's the montage of virtual hugs that he had with all the draft picks, family members. I mean, there's going to be about a 10-minute video, I think, That'll be the super cut of all the moms, strong arming girlfriends, aunties, and whoever's trying to get into the frame of the TV shot uh, after their their son was picked. So that's been pretty good. Some of them with some really good Heisman stiff arm mm. kind of motion, like they were watching <laughs> old seventies running backs getting after it. Look, I, mom, mom was checking out the Walter Payton tape. I don't know what else to tell you, uh, but all the thrilling moments and. You know, it's flowed seamlessly. We haven't had any technological glitches uh, from within the comfort of your own home. You've been able to boo or cheer or mock whatever's going on. And social media brings us all together uh, while we're social distancing here. So it's it's made for that communal event. We talked about television ratings a little earlier in the program. And I can't wait to see day three. There's still a couple of big names on the board. And like you said, some of the veterans that will be on the move uh, fall out from all of this fun and excitement. But it was good to have it here because I should have been – all weekend, I would have been obviously with you tonight, but should have been enjoying my White Sox visiting the Angels this weekend. So mm. uh, this took my mind off it a little bit uh, as we've had some live sporting event to talk about. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Now, speaking of quarterbacks with the draft now completed for the first two days, the big headline in the past hour or two comes to us not from a draft pick from tonight, but from last night. As Jordan Love, who was the Packers' first-round pick in the draft, told ESPN that he and Aaron Rodgers had a good first interaction. After Jordan Love gets picked in the first round, this guy's a project at quarterback but has a lot of talent. Uh, certainly, Aaron Rodgers' days are now numbered in Green Bay. All of us were wondering, hey, what's the first reaction going to be from Aaron Rodgers? And Love said it was okay. Quote, I was able to talk with him earlier. You know, really good guy. He was just congratulating me, and I was just letting him know I was excited to be able to work with him. A source saying that Rodgers initiated the conversation. Now, this is where things are going to be similar to Brady and not similar and similar to Peyton Manning and not similar to Brady. All right. This now, there's no doubt in my mind a year from now, Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking for a new place to play. This draft pick of Jordan Love has has put a finite ending on Aaron Rodgers' career with the Packers. You never thought before yesterday he was possibly going to play someplace else. Now I'm positive he's going to play the last three or four years of his career with a different team. He doesn't want to play to 45 like Brady. He wants to play to 40, 41. It's going to be too difficult to find that team this year. With everything going on, the crazy year coming in, Jordan Love is not going to play. He's going to sit because that's what Rodgers did when he first came in under Brett Favre. But the reason the Packers took 
Rodgers is because they wanted to eventually push Favre out, and they did. Same thing now with Aaron Rodgers. Favre was doing the whole, I should retire, maybe I won't, maybe I'll stay, maybe I won't. They got sick of his act, and they said the organization is bigger than the player. Same thing now, because Aaron Rodgers has pissed him off the past couple of years with his attitude, with his being more important than the team, having a higher profile than the team, changing plays, upsetting coaches, teammates not really getting him. You've heard all the stories. They're done with Aaron Rodgers' act, so so now they drafted Jordan Love to come in and take over a quarterback. That's going to happen in a year because you draft a guy in the first round, he's got to play. You didn't draft a guy in the first round to say, okay, you're going to sit and maybe you get on the field. And if you don't, it's awesome for us. No, first round quarterbacks are drafted to go play. So that is happening. Uh, it, it, it's going to be it. Green Bay has told Aaron Rodgers, you are not part of our future. Jordan Love is our future. He's not going to sit for three or four years and his entire rookie contract. That's not. They're going to want to see him on the field so for three or four years they can say, hey, we can load up around him because we're not paying him right now. So that's how it goes in the NFL now. This is not going to be six, and then suddenly you're going to give him a lot of money when, when he gets to year four, year five. Aaron Rodgers will be out of Green Bay in a year. It's going to be a big story that we're going to be talking about all year long. And once the end of the year comes, we will get Aaron Rodgers wanting out and the Packers allowing him to talk trade with another team, figuring out a trade, and they will pull the trigger with the right team, not the Patriots. They're not going to suddenly go, here you go, Belichick. You want to keep your dynasty going? Here's Aaron Rodgers. But he'll be traded. It won't be the... Brady's not saying anything about the Patriots. Patriots not saying anything about Brady. It will be a little bit more sniping. It will be a little bit more of Rodgers letting people know how the Packers are treating him. And and so we'll get a little bit more information than we did with Brady and the Patriots. But it's going to be Aaron Rodgers a year from now or when free agency hits. And it's going to be just like Peyton Manning with the Broncos, except it's an Aaron Rodgers who's healthier, same age, with a three or four year window of saying, I can go help a team win a championship. I mean, that's going to happen. Now, look, obviously, he's going to have a great conversation with Jordan Love. He's not going to be a jerk. He, he, he's worried about what's my next job, right? Mm-hmm. What's the old adage? You worry about the job you have, but you, you do good in your job so you can get the next job because you want people to see you in a positive light. He's not going to do anything that's going to hurt the team. There's no way he's going to do that. He's going to be nothing but nice to Jordan Love, and everything's going to be okay with a teammate perspective, and then he's going to want out and say, that's it. Now, after that, the gloves are off, and Rodgers will say whatever the hell he wants to. But it will be more of he's going to be a good teammate, but you will hear a little bit more stories than we did with Brady. But in the end, it's going to be a lot of sources say, sources say, sources say, and then Rodgers will find his trade, and then he'll say, you know what gets my goat? I'll tell you. I'll tell you everything that happened with me and the Green Bay Packers. That's how the next few months, the next 11 months are going to go. Well, you know he has the out after the 2021 season. This year is going to be, I don't call it a wash in terms of quarterback development because guys are going to be able to come along, but Jordan Love is not anywhere close to a finished product. So this could run for two years, and then when you have that out and these quarterbacks that were drafted last year or this year have the opportunity to flame out and some of these other guys go off to greener pastures. Aaron Rodgers will be 39 years old and will have several places that think they can coax an extra year, two or three out of him. It it makes for an interesting dynamic uh, because you've got the fork in the road where you had to look long-term and maybe you love Jordan Love. I mean, right? LaFleur was giddy like the, the cat who ate the canary after selecting him last night 
And so he, he, he's he got the guy he wants. And I'll never fault a team for picking that guy, right? I the only way I've been able to live with myself defending Ryan Pace and the organization that is the Chicago Bears <laughs> in the same division is, okay, they, they went and they got Mitchell Trubisky and decided that had to be the guy. Remember, the 49ers didn't exactly reap massive benefits out of that trade as much as people loved on draft night to just bang the drum uh, and, and beat up on the Bears. Now, did the Bears draft the wrong guy? Yeah, they should have been in the whole Deshaun Watson thing. Anybody claiming they should have had Mahomes, it's revisionist history. Get over yourselves. You can't time time heist things like you're a Marvel character. But the the fact is that they made the pick and that was their guy. Here the Green Bay decided they wanted Jordan Love as the heir apparent guy and insurance card, which is the second part of this. The insurance card should Rodgers uh, have another injury issue uh, like he did back in 2017. Biggest problem is then they add two guys to the team that don't add a lot in terms of weaponry to make this year's team better. A.J. Dillon just cuts into Aaron Jones' work and Josiah Deguera out of Cincinnati, the tight end, really that's your answer at the back end of the third round. That's the first weapon you add to the receiving core. I'm sorry. It just doesn't work. Here, Aaron, we got you some help. Oh, great. What'd you do? Well, we took a quarterback who's going to take your job. So we, 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 well, we got the offense some help. I should say that, right? That, that's more accurate. Well, they did draft three offensive players. There you go. There's the, there's the response. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresco? Mike gets swollen dumb. Have you heard what our friends at Lowe's have been doing during draft week? It's been amazing. Lowe's has been sharing the stories of some of the Red Vest associates who were stepping up during the crisis. Our heartfelt thanks to all of the Lowe's Red Vests, everything they're doing to support their communities when it's been needed the most. You've heard some of us, Mike and I, talk about them over the course of the past couple of days. Lowe's is doing some great, great, great things. Coming up next, we continue on with the star of day two of the NFL draft. And without a doubt, this was the star. And here's the thing. It wasn't a human. I'm very, very excited about I, it. I, oh, come on, man. Now, wow, wait, wow. whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I mean, they whoa. have declared Tim Tebow an angel on earth. So I'm so excited. not be human. Uh this is a living being Ruff. that is not human. Ruff. And it's next on Fox. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. We are live, as always. From the Geico Studios here at Fox. We recognize the best, and Lowe's is recognizing associates who have stepped up in major ways during the pandemic. Join all of us in the Fox Sports Radio family. We thank all the Lowe's Red Vest associates, everything they're doing to support their communities. The first two days of the NFL draft are in the books, and without a doubt, the big star of day two was Bill Belichick's dog. The dog which was in Belichick's draft room, sitting at his computer and i'm fully thinking now that the dog is making the picks for the patriots the dog can speak and only belichick knows it and that's a movie and i'm pitching that to netflix tomorrow yeah we need you get that treatment together Mm -hmm. because you can take it one of two ways it's either a buddy comedy or you know crazy things happen and people are always trying to you know ferret out what really is going on in the house or someone actually finds out, and then there's a series of people that find out, and it becomes a murder mystery. Mm, oh, and the, and the dog becomes the sleuth that figures it out. 
or one of the prime suspects. Whichever way you want to take oh. it. Oh, well, I don't know. Would I rather have a talking dog being a sleuth or being the prime suspect? Ooh, well, that's, that's what I'm one. saying. We could pitch it either one. way. What and if then it he was just become a- like an anti-hero because you know he's living such a dark life, mm. but is winning uh, Super Bowls. See, I think if you go that point, it's an all-dog movie, and Belichick's the only human, and he can't talk. Because let's face it, would it be really that worse a movie if Belichick was the one who didn't talk and was just the dogs that spoke? I mean, that'd be okay. And Belichick's played by Robert De Niro, who <laughs> invokes his uh, effort in the fan. Hey, Belichick's dog, what, to show everybody you can speak. What, what's the thing that's on top of the house? Ruff! Right, right, right. Okay, right. And who was the, who held the record in Major League Baseball until Hank Aaron broke it? Most home runs in his MLB career. Ruff! That's right, 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 right. Hey, what's the who was that comedian in the seventies? Uh, woman, she was very funny. Her last name was Buzzy. What's her first name? Ru- that's right, Ruth. I get it now. Okay, I got, it. I got it. Hey, what's that candy bar that was in Caddyshack that they found at the bottom of the pool? They Ruff! thought it was poop. Oh, well, it was a baby. What? Ruff! Yeah, Ruff! don't 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 get in too early. You got to wait till I finish the question. <laughs> uh, all right. So what are now you going, Alex this, Trebek? Finish. This, I got to finish the question. I gotta, you, let me finish the question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's that character from Ozark with the curly, frizzy hair? Really good actress. Uh, what, what, what's, what's her character's name in the TV show? I don't think he knows this one. Oh, I don't, oh the dog doesn't know that one. <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting her name. Boy, oh, that's right, Ruth. Yes, I get it. I got it now. Okay, See how he regained it. his composure and got it done. Yes, yes. Now I, I, I understand. I think I'm out of Ruth's, though. I don't know any more Ruth's. Oh, hey, uh, who was that doctor that used to talk about sex on the radio all the time? She was Dr. Ruth. That's right, Dr. Ruth. That's right. I forgot about I forgot about. She's Dr. still Ruth. going, isn't she? I think so. Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Yes, Dr. Ruth. Um, and a man feels good about himself, and a woman feels good about herself. Ruth. So Belichick's dog clearly is the steal of the draft. You know, Belichick just doesn't care. You know, and this is the thing. For everybody who says Belichick, uh, the, the guy just – walks through, doesn't give a crap about what people say about him, his image. No, no, no. Belichick wants you to always know that he's the coolest guy in the room and he's the smartest guy in the room. Look, I'm going to let my dog sit here and sit in front of the computer and then everybody's going to want to know, what am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to go draft a player out of Division Two with the first draft pick post Tom Brady. I'm going to make a lot of trades. We're going to move up. We're going to move down. We're going to move back. We're going to move side. We're going to do all of these things. And yeah, I'm just going to get up and come back, and the dog is going to sit there, and I'm going to make a pick, and after we make a pick, I'm going to get up and walk away like I don't need to be at the computer anymore, and like it doesn't matter if the dog is just hitting the keyboard. We're going to make our picks however we want to do it. He always wants you to know that I'm the smartest guy in the room, and this was tonight with all of that. So trust me, even people that don't that you think, oh, he doesn't have an image, he doesn't care. No, his image is that he wants you to think he doesn't care about his image. That's what it is. That's it. It's like that Hollywood thing where, boy, that, that, that actor just really doesn't do anything with his hair when he walks out of the house. No, he does crazy stuff with his hair to make it look like he doesn't care, and his <laughs> hair just looks like that when he walks out of the house. There's a lot of care in that, and that's what Belichick does. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a couple of laptops, what, a notebook, and a football, and his dog. 
I mean, that's really what you were at. And with the well, and a table from 1975 because well, that, that, that table, table looked like that was from my grandparents' house. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I wish I had that table. That's a couple thousand dollars. That's it could be. It could table. be an expensive. You're right. It could be an expensive table. That's something I figure I could find at one of the antique places. Not. It, it's not necessarily a Goodwill, Salvation Army. Those exist, but you know we've got all those antiquing you can do here in Southern California. And usually when you walk in, it's like, how much is that? thousand nope i'm going back to one of the other places i'll see you uh so so we go from there but you know it looked like like my parents breakfast nook at their place in florida i mean just a little table that you go and sit at and that's it you you drink your coffee maybe read the morning paper and, and off you go and i could totally envision bill belichick doing that i, I fully expected someone to bring him a spot of tea at some point <laughs> while he was doing the draft Would meanwhile you like he's feeding snacks to his dog would you like this? Would you like the dog? I will get bring a dog a snack. That'll be fine. We do that. It'll work out well. But that's a TV show. I really, that's a TV show. It does is work. The dog talks. The dog has been making all the picks and doing all the moves for Belichick the past twenty years. Right? Like he really doesn't know anything about football. Like he knows absolutely nothing. But the dog is the one telling him all the things to do, and that's why they're doing well. Well, right now they just need to add a couple of cameras to Vrabel House. And Belichick House, and whatever the hell Kingsbury's doing, uh, and we'll just go from there. And you got three hours of programming for any network that you want to run right now. I would get rid of Bledsoe. <laughs> I don't like Bledsoe. Let's go to that Brady guy. I think he'd be really good. Let's put him in there. You know what we should do? Why don't you get a camera guy to go shoot the other teams and get their plays? No, no, it would work out pretty no. well. No, they put the camera on the dog. <laughs> Everybody wants to pet the dog. What's he getting intel? So here's the here and here here's the first season of the TV show because I'm going to have a meeting with Netflix and Amazon Prime tomorrow. Is that you find out? You know, the first episode's all about Belichick, right? And this dog and everything else. And Belichick, Belichick, you think he's really smart. And then the first episode ends, he comes home and he asks the dog a question, and the dog answers him. You're like, whoa, I got to watch this show now. So then you get into the second episode, and you find out that's the crux of the show. The Patriots win, lose, depending on, you know, the dog being the big thing. And, of course, the dog has its own life and has dramas going on. It's his life. So we follow both the dog and its life as it helps the Patriots get better and Belichick in his life. And at the end of the first year... Kind of the equivalent of having the crazy neighbor that thinks something bad is going on next door and everybody thinks he's nuts. We have the one person or the one team that knows there's a talking dog and tells everybody, but nobody listens because it's such a stupid idea. This role will be played by the New York Jets. And that's the sec- that sets up the second season. The Jets know the dog talks, but nobody believes them. Oh, I like uh-huh. that. See? That's, so that's you got a whole thing of, hey, you know, it's Adam Gase, and they keep having shots of that and floating tacos. Mm-hmm. They're going nuts. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tacos has dog- to be a theme. Yeah, no, and the dog is trolling Adam. Like, Adam Gase sees him through the window. It's like mud streaked on his face, and the dog is eating tacos, staring at Adam Gase. Um, dum, 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 dum. This Rocco is pretty good. It's just running by your eyes, Adam Gase. Blum, 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 blum. You've uh, you've taken up some new hobbies during this quarantine time, haven't you? <laughs> Look out behind you! It's Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I think that that's a show. That's that's two seasons right there. That's all we need. Two oh, that's seasons. easy. It's two and seasons. then you know we, you can always you always have the opportunity to bring in additional guest stars. Here's someone mm-hmm. representing the Ravens. Sure. Or the Colts. <laughs> Here's Jerry Jones for no reason at all. 
<laughs> no, and the thing is, Jerry Jones would come in and like in the like the end of the second season, and he'd be the one to say, "Oh, I've known all along this dog can talk." You know why? Because I've got a cat that can speak. And then, you know, the cat's been telling Whoa. Jerry Jones all these moves to make. But, of course, the cat's been making him spend all kinds of money he shouldn't, he shouldn't spend. And the cat's telling him, uh, like, here, like, like, like go, go ahead. Uh, well, I need some advice. What do I do with Amari Cooper? I was thinking, like, three years and 20 million. Oh, 100 million. Okay, let's write that down. 100 million for Amari Cooper. Let's do that right there. Oh, oh, and, and pay the, all the offensive linemen, too. I mean, how many? Like one or two? No, three? Oh, four? Okay, we'll pay all of those guys. All right, very good right there. And uh, uh, what do you think? Should I pay these guys in real money? I mean, or should I, like, the, do counterfeit stuff? Oh, Jerry Bucks. Well, that's a great idea. I could put myself on a, on a $50 bill and dad <laughs> Now he's a, a counterfeiter, 10. and he's being hunted. Listen, Kitty, I'll put you on, on a $100 bill. How's that sound? $500 bill. Okay, $500 bill for the cat. Oh, and you want a yacht, too. You want a special kitty cat yacht. Okay, I'll get a cat yacht. Two cat yachts. Okay, all right, fine. Uh, we'll get two cat yachts. Uh, make that, boy, how do I make that? I got to make that happen with a cat yacht. And now we take off into season three, and now it's, you know, Belichick and the dog and Jerry Jones and the cat. I think that's good. You got to have the spinoff, much like mm-hmm. we've had with our classic sitcoms. Yes, you know, yes. Jerry and his cat get their own Jerry. show. Jerry. <laughs> and here's Steven, and here's this whole other world of characters that come in. <laughs> See? It all works. Programming a network. Come on. And Steven would be like Kramer, always walking out. Exactly. Steven's here. <laughs> Just kind of wanders in. Uh, Steven, you got a knock. <laughs> you startled the cat. We're sitting here trying to watch that uh, dogs versus cats movie, and uh, it's not going well. So we're we're gonna watch uh, uh, the truth about cats and dogs with that uh, Janine Garofalo, or is it Mike Garofalo or Mike Garofalo? Garofalo, Garofalo, Garofalo. But don't forget. Don't forget before you go. Mitten says you hasn't cleaned the uh, uh, kitty litter, Stephen. So uh, make sure you clean that for him because we got. Yeah, see, he's very upset. We got some game planning to go over tomorrow, uh, so we're going to do that and see how we go. He says we should take the Prescott kid uh, in the draft. I mean, I want to pay more money to Tony, but uh, I, I think we're going to take a Prescott. And that's the show. No, that's the show right there. That's, that's a show. It. Right, that's a show. That's a show. Pat Twitter pending. And- <laughs> Trademark Twitter. pending. Leave it alone. <laughs> Twitter right now about a fresca. Mike and Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen live from the Geico Studios. Coming up in 90 seconds, the biggest thing you can learn from a draft, it's not about taking the best available player because one team tonight showing you that there's something else just as important. We'll get to it next. But first, special delivery Steve DeSager has what's trending. SD. I thought I heard on the telecast tonight during round three a comment from Belichick's dog when New England took two tight ends in the round. Oh, see? Was... <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, the ESPN had a graphic saying the dog's grandmother had had a parasite of some sort, and I don't know. Oh. It's just typical, <laughs> typical of what they've been doing. Please, ESPN, stop that with the tragic graphics tomorrow. Can you please? NFL draft does conclude tomorrow, people. Rounds four through seven start at noon Eastern time on Saturday. And yes, tonight in round three, New England did take two tight ends. UCLA's Devin Asiasi and then also Virginia Tech tight end Dalton Keene.
2019. Still undrafted so far, quarterbacks Jake Fromm from Georgia, Jacob Eason from Washington, and others. In round two this evening, there were five running backs selected, including the Lions taking Georgia's DeAndre Swift, and the Colts got All-American running back from Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor. The Eagles selected Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts. Last night's first round on TV was the most watched draft night ever, over 15 million people combined on three networks. During the draft, we recognize hard work, and Lowe's has been recognizing their Red Vest associates who've been supporting the rest of us during the crisis. Join me in thanking all of the Lowe's associates, everything they're doing to support the communities during this very important time. A couple of draft notes, by the way, from College Football Talk that here through three rounds, the SEC Conference has had 40 players selected already. <sighs> Compare that to the 41 of the Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12 combined. So far, the only FBS conference that hasn't had a player selected in these first three rounds, the MAC Conference. No action so far in the 2020 draft. The Rams restructured the contract to quarterback Jared Goff. Houston finalized a three-year extension with tackle Laramie Tunsil, worth $57 million guaranteed. Fox TV's been airing a different Super Bowl every Sunday afternoon. This Sunday, from over 20 years ago, Green Bay against New England, 3 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, also through April, FS1 carrying classic NFL postseason games on Thursday and Friday nights. Next Thursday, it's Green Bay at Seattle, the classic 2015 NFC title game. The UFC plans to hold three events in Jacksonville next month with no fans. University of Memphis freshman forward Precious Achua declared for the NBA draft. He was American Conference Player of the Year. And another virtual NASCAR race this Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time at Virtual Talladega on Fox TV and FS1. And the guy who was the inspiration for Bull Durham's wild pitcher has passed away, Steve Dalcal was 80. His sister said he'd passed away this past week, had several pre-existing conditions that were complicated when he became infected with the new coronavirus. Dolkowski had been in assisted living for 26 years because of alcoholic dementia. Looking at his minor league stats, and he was in the minors pitching wildly for almost a decade. 1960, Class C Stockton, finished with 262 strikeouts and 262 walks in the same season. (laughs) One-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio. That works. And in fact, in Class D, just a few years before that, per nine innings, 17 strikeouts, 18 walks per per nine innings. (laughs) Holy cow. I'm guessing he didn't go nine innings in any game at Class D ball. Back to you. Thanks a bunch, Steve. And one thing I'm thinking in that – Seahawks uh, Packers game you're talking about yeah five years ago you know you, you gotta watch out because eventually a playoff game's gonna be decided by the hands team and there's gonna <laughs> yeah. be you know play, you know where you gotta recover the onside kick and you know I'm, I'm not saying it's gonna be that game but it could be because eventually that's gonna happen you mean on fourth down they're gonna have like a fourth and 15 like the XFL <laughs> and just decide the <laughs> NFC championship that way well I'm, I'm watching Thursday night FS1 be there thanks a bunch Steve mm-hmm. I appreciate it buddy so so, you know, a lot of it has been made of the speaking of the Patriots, uh, to be serious about the Patriots for a couple of minutes of the Patriot way and the NFL draft, including the first couple of days, everybody is always happy with their picks. Every every team, you know, every team always gets the highest guy rated on their board. Right. For no matter what, every oh, we got the highest rated guy on our board. Nope. Highest rated guy. We got our guy. We got our guy. And you always hear the age old argument, best available player, biggest need, all of these things. And then you get a situation where you understand why teams play better than others. 
And just watching, just for instance, it's not just my team, but I'm giving you the example tonight of the Jets who have been widely praised by what they've done so far in the draft. Look, getting uh, Mims in the second round is a huge, huge, huge deal. A guy with a chip on his shoulder. He's a great playmaker. He's going to fit in great. The Jets have picked players who have that angry mean streak, have something to prove, and have a motor that doesn't stop, right? All, all their picks are players who, hey, we don't have any that we, we want to turn these guys out and let them go and let them go play. And that's so under the radar for so many teams because if you have to worry about a guy's motor or you have to worry about a guy's motivation or something – that's not going to work out for you. When, when you try to build a culture, you want to build around guys where that's second nature and everybody has a motor that doesn't stop. Everybody plays with a chip on their shoulder. Nobody takes plays off. That's how you build a culture. Jets have had one of the worst cultures in football the past decade plus, and now they're trying to fix it because these are the types of players that they drafted. Now you look at the Patriots, you wonder how they have been able to win for 20 years. You hear about the Patriot way. The Patriot way is finding the right player that will fit into the system of what the Patriots want to do. Now, it's not as simple as, well, we take this guy, even though he's really a six-round pick, we'll take him in the third round. It's if you need a cornerback and you're picking in the third round and there's six potential players out there, maybe the guy you're going to take is the third best. But because he'll fit in with what your team is doing, it will be an easier fit and he will play better because of that. And it's not always about saying, boy, this guy's rated the highest. He's got the size. He's got the speed. He's got the strength. We take him. Oh, boy. But a lot of time those guys don't work out. That's so undervalued because we think about best available and, and, and we think about just get this guy, plug him in. We need a defensive end. Let's get that defensive end. And no matter who it is, and well, maybe that guy doesn't work or maybe you reached for him. But picking culture and picking what fits in with what you want to do, that's something that, that a team then gets the buyout from as time goes on. You get, the, you, you get the immediate influx of talent, and then over a year or two, it's, boy, they've brought six or seven guys in the building each year that really change how things are, change the perception of a team, change it for free agents who want to come, change it for the coach, make it easier on the players. That's why teams win. You know, it's not always just best available here, plug them right in. We need, we need a, a, a run stuffer. Let's go get the run stuffer. This is how it works. This is how the best teams do it. And I'm glad to see, you know, my team finally and other teams do it as well using that philosophy because that's what really is going to pay off down the road instead of trying to put square pegs in round holes. Well, I mean, that's a big thing, trying to figure out what best practices are in your particular business. doesn't matter if you're coaching football or you're in sales or you're barking like you and I. I mean, you're, you're trying to figure out best practices to engage the ear, the mind, and the wallets. And in this case, how do you get a group of 53 guys together to win football games and keep pushing so you can stay employed, keep your machine in place and roll, right? We don't have the same world in college football, save a few spots like we used to. You used to be able to build a program and be there for life. You don't get that long a leash. Sometimes you don't even get that full cycle of recruits before you're thrown out the door if the winds don't follow directly. In the NFL, cut that time in half. And a lot of these organizations, it's the, you know, just shuffle up and deal every 18 months because when they go to the owners' meetings and get made fun of for whatever hire or last three hires or whatever, think about Haslam going to anything having to do with owners 
in Cleveland. I mean, that's why you keep firing guys, because he can't keep his mind made up because he lets groupthink take over and, and responded to the mockery. Maybe he'll actually stay with the group he's got in there now. We'll see. But the Patriots, the, the Ravens, you've got very few organizations that are just stable. And you're finally starting to see it. Your Jets, the Dolphins with a former Patriot assistant coach trying to do the same thing. Here's your years, the, what they're doing in San Francisco. There's at least three, and now we'll see it build, and we'll see if the Jets are actually doing it the right way or if they've screwed up colossally and we just haven't figured it out yet. No, I'm sure. Well, look, the Jets did everything right, which means none of this will work out. All right? None of it's going to – all do these the players opposite. are going to be bad. Sure, that's how it goes. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Coming up next with the first two days of the NFL draft done, we'll tell you everything we liked and didn't like and what the first two days, all the big stories mean. That's coming up next. Keep it right here, Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, it is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. During the NFL draft, we recognize hard work, and Lowe's has been recognizing their Red Vest associates who've been supporting the rest of us during the coronavirus crisis. Join me in thanking all of the Lowe's associates and everything they're doing to support their communities during this very important time. So speaking of the draft, Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Oh, also, don't forget, this weekend, looking for something to listen to, Special Teams, our new podcast is up. We look back at the special teams of the 2007 college football season, the wackiest season in the last 30 mm-hmm. years, and all the teams who got as high as number two and then wound up losing in some crazy way, shape, or form. Matty Ice in Boston College, West Virginia, Kansas, South Florida. It was absolutely insane. Check it out, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, Special Teams with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. So with these two days now in the rearview mirror, we have rounds four through seven coming up in the NFL draft tomorrow. One, two, and three. Let's go over what we've learned, what we like, what we didn't like the first couple days. How does that sound, Mr. Harmon? Sounds good to me. All right. I'm going to tell you this. After yesterday, one year from now, Aaron Rodgers will be looking for a new team. The Packers are going to allow him to seek a trade, and he will find his new team as long as it's approved and the Packers want to trade him. So it's not going to be to New England because no one's going to say, here you go, (laughs) Belichick. Just because people want Rodgers and want the Patriots to have a quarterback, they're going to get Deshaun Watson. They're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Yes, because Belichick's going to put the Jedi mind trick on them and make them trade them. It's not going to be New England, but Aaron Rodgers finds a new team. What say you? I say it's two years. Because okay. then the contract's out. Less messy. They they coexist for two years. Because this year is kind of just a, you know, just grab a lunch pail and, and come along. Because isn't it's going to be a weird off season. Wait, wait. Isn't Les Messi and Lionel Messi's brother? Yes. I think, I think that's – okay, yes, I want to make sure I got that. lesser down. Messi. All right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's two years when uh, that about that time they'll have decided whether uh, Love can play or not. See, I'm going to say two years is when Jalen Hurts takes over for Carson Wentz Ooh. as things just have always been weird with Wentz and the Eagles. They played better under Nick Foles than they did under Wentz. In two years, if he has not become a leader, if he's not stepped up, if he's still injured, Jalen Hurts takes over. They will have no problems walking away because, look, when you draft a quarterback in the first or second round, you're drafting them expecting them to be your starter at some point, and that's what we saw from both these teams, and that's the plan. I, I dig it. I mean, I, I think with with Hertz, you got a guy who grew uh, quite a bit this past year. You saw some of the weapons drafted over these first two days. Uh, big question is, can they stay healthy in the receiving core? We chronicled the numbers a bit earlier. You had the two tight ends, Ertz and Goddard, and then everything else was, 
you know, oft injured problem receive problems with receivers, right? Our Seager Whiteside wasn't ready for prime time. Deshaun Jackson was back, but he had a core issue, couldn't get on the field. Uh, we all know what happened with Nelson Aguilar in a couple of key moments. I mean, their next leading receiver was Miles Sanders out of the backfield. So, I mean, you got, you got issues in that receiving core that need to be shored up as well. So a bit surprised they didn't go down that road uh, as well. I'm going to tell you my favorite pick of tonight was LaVisca Cheneau for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, I've loved him for like two years. He got hurt a little bit, and he was on a bad team. He didn't get a lot of publicity, but this kid is so good. He's he's a yak machine. He does most of his damage after he catches passes. He's fast enough. You can line him up anywhere on the field. You can line him up with the weakest DB on the other team. This kid has everything it takes to be a star. I love this pick for the Jaguars. I wanted the Jets to get him, but it just didn't happen. You're just so giddy. I'm curious to see what happens in Indianapolis. Now, Marlon Mack's going to lose some touches with Taylor going there, but adding... Pittman, as they did to the wide receiver core, still got some work to do. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, and, and you've got your tight ends. But I I like what they're doing to try to make things as easy as possible for Phillip Rivers. So between him and Tom Brady, he got Wilfs on day one. I mean, we're looking at the old guys get to extend their runs a little bit longer here, Smith. I'll tell you, hope look, for all of us. Look, it was great see, seeing the, the Colts get two big players to help Rivers or Andrew Luck when he comes back in 2021. You know, you get a wide receiver, you get a running back. It, it was a phenomenal day for the Colts today. And also a phenomenal day for all of us because the way the draft went, there were no real hiccups, and it wasn't like we felt we were watching something completely strange and alien. After the first couple of minutes, it was just the NFL draft, and it was great. It worked out. Oh, so such a huge first two days. Can't wait to see it finish off tomorrow. Uh, hope for Fromm and Eason to have a better oh, day because, man, hope, I'm feeling uh, for both those guys right now. I'll tell you, especially Fromm, it's like, why did the guy come out? He didn't have a great year. I, I, I don't get it. If he was going to go, now you're looking at a guy who could be a backup. Oh, Jake Fromm, that's going to be a big story. Hopefully he goes tomorrow and dreams come true. Jonas Knox is next. This is Fox. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free busy weekends are a breeze with american express platinum card 8 a.m wait to board plane in the centurion lounge <sighs> much better 2 p.m grab seats for the game 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.